Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Q, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family, and happy Turkey Day, happy Thanksgiving, happy Hell Day, happy Terrorist Day. However you look at it is however we're giving it to you, happy whatever. You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Dev McMillan, and I'm here at the round table, the smorgasbord, with my brothers. We got Jimmy the Blueprint and B. Austin in the building Look, man, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. Um, you know, it, it's our ninth annual Turkey Day show, so, you know, we figured we've been doing this long enough. This is episode, what, fellas, 441? So we're basically just going, man, whatever topics come up in our domes is what we're going to talk about. So our show might be a little bit all over the place today, but y'all going to enjoy it anyway. So, um yeah, before we get started, as usual, you know, make sure when, when we're not rocking with y'all live that you check us out. Um, archive episodes can be caught at warroomsports.com all throughout the week. Um, even this show, if you can't listen to the whole thing now, you can listen to it later on today, you know, while you're eating, while you're cooking, whatever you're doing, while you're watching football, just make sure you tune in. You can catch us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google, of course, Blog Talk Radio, um, the World Room Sports mobile app, which is free, so make sure you go get that, iOS and Android. Um, other than that, man, we're going to open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. If anybody is out there this early in the morning, because we are recording uh, much earlier than we usually do, but if you want to talk to us, that number is 323-410-0012. What up, fellas? What's on the menu? What's <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> Yo, what's good, man? What is good? It's Turkey Day, one of my favorite holidays, because if it wouldn't have been for the terrorists, Christopher Columbus and the pilgrims coming to give all uh, Native Americans infected blankets, alcohol, devil juice, and a lot, we wouldn't be able to eat turkey, macaroni, and cheese, and greens. Think about this. Sure. If Christopher Columbus and the pilgrims hadn't shown up, then my man Treyway Shoddy wouldn't be in jail and Takashi Six Nine wouldn't be in jail, man. Yo, he the hottest yeah, artist in the world, man. All the Mexican uh gay uh blood bulls uh idea, man. Free Treyway, man. Yeah, wasn't the black guy. Shout, shout out to Free all these Trey people Wayne. like like my man um Kyrie Irving out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I just like to shout y'all out on his hell day. And I said, yeah, I saw an article that said Kyrie. You know, he not he he don't he not celebrating Thanksgiving because you know he got some Native American in him. Um, Yo, but, but funny Kyrie part is, is funny, if you about he, that life, you about that cause, then don't celebrate anyway. Not just because you got like point 
0003 Native American than you got, Reed. Come on, man. How are you going to be like that and love white girl? <laughs> Hold up. Yo, yeah, he let his grandmother down. Because supposedly his grandmother was actually, um, you know, sued. Like, so he got, see, he supposedly got, like, you know, at least a quarter, you know, I guess I don't know how to break like that down. Like a quarter. Their grandparent is in there. You know what I'm saying? Because I guess their parents make up two, which gives you, you know what I'm saying, four right there. But you know what I'm saying? You do the math for you to. Anyway, I don't know today's yeah. mathematics. But all I'm saying. <laughs> you me sound like a, a Wu Tang album or something. Yeah. You just broke know, down the mathematics for you. I don't know, like, what percentage at that point. Because, uh, you know what I mean? It's early Yo, in the morning and I ain't fully woke up. Yeah, Coming to get my culture all cipher, go. <laughs> Yo, all I'm saying is this, though. When they asked him the question, he could have said, like, I don't celebrate a no response, but Kyrie being Kyrie was like, yo, I mean, the F Thanksgiving, but he didn't say the word F. He, um, <laughs> he said the full word, like, to, just to make it an article. Like, he, he made a headline. But he could have right. said, no, I'm cool, but, you know. He said, no, I'm Kyrie. not celebrating. But the earth is no so longer flat, and I apologize to y'all for saying that. <laughs> so, basically, so basically, Jimmy, uh, your man Kyrie is just as drawn as LeBron, and he wanted the opportunity to be drawn in the media. Yeah, you, know, you know, you see it with every athlete. I think Kyrie Irving is getting older. Like when, yo, when athletes hit a certain age, or and I guess it's happening sooner now because the NBA seems to be getting a little bit younger. Um, right. They just stop caring. Yo, cats just stop caring now. Yeah, go through your draw phase. Plus, you know, plus Kobe was one of his 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 old heads in the league. So mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of people who looked up to him, taking cues from him, Kevin Durant. Like you just. Come to a point in your career where you're just cursing the media, you're just honorary for no reason. Yeah. Um, Kobe, Kobe cut him <laughs> off, so Kobe got him. A, Kobe got him a new boo on the same team. He's like, I'm done with you, Barry. Uh, <laughs> new sheriff in town, and then they Reggie Hammond. Speaking of Kevin Durant, man, did y'all hear about him getting fined twenty five grand for uh, I forgot the term they used, but I'll say colorful language used towards a fan. You know, Kevin Durant. We always talk about, you know, how sensitive a dude he has either become or he always was. So he walks up to a fan at the baseline and basically tells him, like, yo, um, you need to just watch the effing game and shut the F up. <laughs> and you can hear the fans yeah. over there go crazy, like, oh, my God, you going to talk to me like that? I'm like, all right, y'all calm down because y'all been right? cursing that dude that, all that day. I saw the <laughs> so That was the funniest thing because they was giving Kevin Durant the business the whole game, but then he came over there and cussed him out. And then they act like, yo, they act like he peed on them or something. Oh, my God, I can't believe he just said that. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. they're words, for like, one, but for two. They're supposed it, to be in it, check. They're not supposed to say anything back. Because was the it, national uh, was media. It privileged, like, was it privileged people? Sounded like it. You didn't see a photo of them. I heard the voices, and I could tell you, as uh, someone who's a voice expert um, from watching a lot of Law & Order, um, they sounded like colonizers to me. But here, here's the thing: though. the national, the national media creates this narrative about Kevin Durant like being um, sensitive and caring what people think. And I take everything a national media says with a grain of salt. But he keeps proving them to be right. Because I, was saying, I, yo, I perpetuate the. <laughs> I yo, definitely you're drag there, it on. You're, yeah, you're out there playing a game of amusement, getting paid millions and millions of money. And you care that much to take time out of your game to come over there and try to check somebody for what? Like really? I, yo, like really? Yeah. Like yo, you laugh to the bank, B. Like yo, you you won in life. They're I mean, for me, it's not the most sensitive thing he's ever done. Um, oh, you know, not at I, all. I'm, not by far. Right? Yeah. I'm like I'm more. 
I, I clown him more for the stuff that he does on social media and all that kind of stuff because I, you yeah, know, I'm not had a burner, sit here. Had a burner he had a burner account yeah, taking we'll up for him. Right, he was the original Colangelo. Like I was, um, you know, I wasn't really uh-huh. mad about what he did the other day. Like I was, I found their response back to him more appalling. Like, you know, did you think it was just cool and nobody could say anything to you? I mean, he didn't Listen, slap man. you. Marcus Smart went up in the crowd in college and tried to jaw somebody. So it's, it, there's a let's, difference. Let's, it could be, not, could be much worse. Let's not talk about Ron Artest. Yeah, and, and Stephen Jackson. <laughs> not, <laughs> so, to be, not to be confused. Not to be confused with Metal World Peace because they're two different people, but still. Right. Yeah, it, it, it could be. It could be so much different. Um, so yeah, that 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 was a funny story. But twenty five grand. It's like wow. The NBA, like the punishments for cursing at a fan, is worse than throwing hands or spitting on people in an actual game <laughs> on national television. Um, I mean, I'm pretty like their fines during that was more so. It depended on what they made, but it just seemed like they're more upset about alienating their fans than yeah, the players actually like, beating each other up. And that's that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. Um, you know, um, with the Mayo community, right? Like, he don't know who he was talking to. You can have a random uh, a person sitting there, you know, looking looking uh like a random random person. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna use the term <laughs> random person to not offend anyone. Um, and the ball could have owned that whole building. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they're good for putting a phone call in on you. So yeah, that's true. Watch. I mean, in that case, you always got to be leery of people who sit in courtside anyway. Uh, just exactly. like the story that B. Austin always like tell <laughs> about um, Floyd and the way he was looking at us, because he was like, "Yo, why am I not the only young black dude down here? Like, who are yeah. these dudes?" And, with social media that, uh, empire that they start, like, <laughs> they probably, he, probably, he probably thought y'all was, was coke dealers and was like, "Yo, I want to know, like, you know what I mean, what's up with them? Make sure they ain't about to, you know what I mean?" Yeah, he, he looked nervous. I had to send my security he over there. Might have thought he owed y'all some bread. Yeah, we was opioid dealers. Dude, dude could have been the like biggest sponsor of either Golden State or or whatever set arena they were playing, and you just never know who you're talking to. Um, right. Especially these days, because like you know, because a lot of these cats that got bread like that don't want you to know. So he probably been yeah. there, you know what I mean with some molester seven thirty nights. He owned the whole building. And shout out to Neil in the in the chat room for rocking with us this early. So happy happy Turkey Day to you. Um, you know, set us all aside a plate, and you know, just let us know we'd be there to get it. Um, yeah, man. So we know. You know, on 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 Turkey Day, that's always a big day in the NFL. So we got three games on tap. Um, I, we still like. Did we ever do the math on this? Because we, I know we talked about it before on some of our past shows. Like, how did the Lions get a, a, a annual Turkey Day game? Like, you kind of understand the Cowboys. That's America's team. Yada yada yada. But how did the Lions get an annual game on Turkey Days? Because nobody else wanted to do it. <laughs> they asked the Lions and the Browns, and the Lions said, "We cool." Like I don't get it. Yeah, that's what Any I y'all get it. I figured it was like we don't want to really ruin anything, so let's put up something that's not really ever going to ruin anything. <laughs> well, and it's always the early game too. So they like people probably, you know, the least amount of people probably watching this. Um, so go ahead and let the Lions rock, just so we can have somebody. 
But uh, like I said, three games on tap, um, and I'm pretty sure Gus Griffin is not up, not going to be calling in. So we also have uh, his gambling picks for you guys who still want to lay a bet down on Thanksgiving or for this weekend's games. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll talk briefly about the three games. I know Jimmy don't he ain't got much to to add to this. I don't know. You can throw a, a fake pick out there. Um, mm-hmm. B. Austin, the Bears and the Lions get it in in the early game. I believe that starts at twelve thirty Eastern time. Um, I guess by that time, people will be in snack mode, maybe appetizer mode, while people are cooking, you know, running to the kitchen. Oh, my. I'll go with the (laughs) Mississippi gang, Bears, for $10, Alex Trebek. Um, It's a couple details about this game, though. Um, Mitch Trubisky is not actually playing today. He has a shoulder injury that they don't. It doesn't sound like it's that serious. It just sounds like it's, you know, a little bit of disrespect towards the Lions, like get them a, a rest um, <laughs> over this this game. And the next game won't be until the following Sunday, so he gets an extra little bit of time to rest that shoulder because the Bears are a surprising team this year. So I guess they're, you know, starting to look a little bit long-term on the season. Um, Chase Daniels who has always been like a highly touted backup. But if you actually look at his stats, Chase Daniel hasn't thrown that many NFL passes. Like he has like one game. He may have like one start in his NFL career, Um, maybe like 400 yards total um, in a backup role, Uh, one touchdown, one interception. But for some reason, Chase Daniel was like highly sought after as a backup. So you think even with Chase Daniel at the helm, they can still go into Detroit and beat the Lions on Turkey Day? Man, Khalil Mack going to sit on Matthew Stafford's head about four times. Give me <laughs> the Bears. The um, bear. Yo, Chase Daniels makes a lot of money as a backup, to your point. Um, he gets eight $9 million a year contract to throw to hold a clipboard. What a time to be alive, yo. I was about to say, is that still now, or is that just when he was with your dumb Eagles and they paid him all that money? <laughs> I don't know what he, what he gets get, now, but yeah, come on. Chase he gets that bad. Chase, Chase Daniel could show up at my aunt crib later. I wouldn't know who he was. Like, that, and that's fine. Right. He can make nine nine million dollars a year and not and and still like you know go to Target, so to speak. Um, you really wouldn't, because dude, yeah. like five ten, so he would just fit in with everybody else. That's what I'm saying. Like no one would know. You know what I mean? That's that's probably who KD cussed at. He didn't even know. Um, <laughs> Chase yo, the funny pop. thing about the th- the funny thing about the NFL is the NFL is like it's so huge in America. Chase Daniels yeah. only makes seven and a half million dollars a season. Yeah. <laughs> Not a yo. huge difference. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. What are you saying, Jim? Think about the NFL as well. No, I, I was just thinking about it because I know that the boy James Conner makes like. Two hundred grand, something stupid like that. The boy that replaced uh, um, Le'Veon Bell. Um, mm-hmm. when you think about the fact that he out there getting, he, he out there getting concussed every week. Um, <laughs> funny that Chase Daniels is allowed to like make fifteen times that just by doing nothing. But um, I was saying the NFL is so huge in American culture that even me, I don't watch the games. Um, but I, I still like know what's going on in the league because I spend a lot of time on IG and Twitter, double tapping buns. So in the midst of doing that. 
you can't you're help on a sports know, company, like, so, you know, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, you can't help with <laughs> that. Know, know some no. stuff. Besides the fact People that tell I us stuff on, even man. when we don't want to know it, you know. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So we got reporters out said, there. With all that being said, the Lions is like the Lions, right? But they playing at home in this game against the Bears, right? Yes, yeah. Their annual. And one would think that Mitchell Trubisky, um, you know, seems to be coming into his own from what I understand. Um, But I'm going to take the Lions at home just because it's Thanksgiving and it's the Lions and the Bears probably still got to get rid of a little bit of last to whiff of the Jay Cutler curse. So, (laughs) that being said. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the Lions as well, man. You got the, the backup stepping in. I mean, the Lions run run defense is terrible, and Chicago has two good running backs. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Let me see if they can win without Mitchell Trubisky. Then I might have to go back up on my slander levels of him because <laughs> I I calmed down recently. He's been playing a little bit better, but you know if they go out here and win without you, and I'm gonna have to question you. And your whole existence <laughs> over again. All right, and then well, we got because uh, like he's a strong arm bump. No, I don't, I don't dislike him. My it was just my my analyst my my analysis of him um, as the season was progressing early on. You know, he showed flashes every once in a while, but he was erratic. His um his uh, accuracy was was non-existent in in some parts. But like I said, and then he'll turn on some. I don't even know if it was a switch or just he's just so inconsistent. Sometimes he'll look great. Sometimes he'll look terrible. Like I watched him on several occasions just miss receivers. I'm not even talking about accuracy here. I'm not talking about throwing the ball. I'm talking about a dude running right past his face wide open, and he just doesn't see him or doesn't throw it to him. So he had a lot of technical, you know, Errors in his game, but he's been getting better as the weeks progress. Plus, we're playing in this new Uber passing NFL where everybody's stats make them look like Dan Marino. So he's had a few of those games where, you know, he had five, six touchdown passes in a game. He'll be all right, but he got he got some issues that need to be worked out. Um, in the NFC East showdown, actually, whoever wins this game walks away in first place. This afternoon, you got the uh, Washington professional football team uh, going down to Texas to face face off with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and is in a bad way right now. Alex Smith got Joe Theismann last week, and he's out for the season. Uh, Colt McCoy looked pretty decent in his stead, but we know how that is with backup quarterbacks. They come in during the game. Um, they kind of scrapped the game plan. It's not what the defense expected. They look, you know, they look okay. Um, what they do have going for them, though, is Colt McCoy has been the backup quarterback in Washington for several years now. So, shoot, he may, and this is cliche, he may know the offense better than <laughs> the starters who's been there over the past few years. But he knowing the offense years. is like how important is knowing the offense? Like, these, like can you play or or, or not? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I think Colt they can McCoy. beat the Cowboys with Colt. Colt That's McCoy. actually the last team he beat in a start. It was the Dallas Cowboys. Colt McCoy's arm is weaker than every gentleman on this show right now. Like he's got, 
he he cannot throw the ball forty yards. Period. Like I, so, but but. One thing you know, I noticed about him, though, B, he's not afraid to throw it 20, though. Shout out to Alex Smith. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, the, and that's their offense now, so it may not even matter. He can get away with being uh, – uh, who's the Jet, that old Jet quarterback with the weak arm, but he was kind of clutch? Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington. Yeah, he's a he's a dumbed-down Chad Pennington. Um, but you're handing the ball off to Adrian Peterson, and Adrian Peterson has been balling – and you're throwing crossing routes, you know, 10, 12 yards in front of you and screens. So, you know, they can stick with the Alex Smith game plan and Colt McCoy can operate. I, I got I got, I got, got uh, the dead skins in this. Yeah, I'm you, got all the, you got all the away teams running up on Turkey Day. and Yeah, I got, um, I got the Cowboys um, just because, for one, they're playing at home. For two, um, losing your starting quarterback, like especially the way, because again, I didn't see the game, but I saw the pictures, yo. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> Alex Smith yeah, is he may never come back. He's he never coming back. Um, but they they for some some doctor said for, it was some difference in it, um, in comparing it to Joe Theismann, and they think that he'll he'll be fine. But I mean, yeah, Alex Smith not a that. spring chicken anyway. How, Craig? Like, do you want to come back after that? Anyway, dog. Like, I'm cool. 2018, like, he can get, like, shot in his forehead, and they'd be like, he'd be back in two weeks. He'd be like, huh? Yo, medicine. <laughs> yeah. Catch you to sprain an ankle and be, like, career be over. But anyway, um, yeah, and, and besides the fact that Adrian Peterson can't prosper because he's still out here beating his kids with uh, sticks and chains and stuff. So, um, yo, why, he, why did he even answer that question? My, I was about to say, my problem is, why are you still talking about it? Like why is he talking about hey, it? And be all, he's gonna beat your kids, beat it. your kids, but you they, done already got they, in trouble they, for it. Why are you talking about it? He got in trouble for it before they asked him, and he said, "I still beat him that way." Like why? Yeah, why? Said, I why beat my kid with a belt the other day. No. That's your kid, but you know how they acted these days. So why are you talking my about biggest, it publicly? My biggest question is, what is wrong with your kid that he still, <clears> after all this, is like still doing things to get beat? Like what's going on in your crib, dog? No, no. I mean, he talked about it in the article, talking about how it's amazing how his kids don't flinch when an NFL football player is beating them with a belt. So maybe he didn't beat the feeling out of him or something. You know how in comparison, Jim, like a mass shooting will happen and everybody will just move on yeah. with their day because it's status quo yeah, now. That's how his kids question, are now, right? belts, I guess. Here's my question. So it's years later and you're still like beating him like a runaway slave. And the fact of the matter is, you have to beat them like a runaway slave, which means the beatings aren't working, dog. <laughs> like, they're not working. It's time to find another approach because obviously that's Listen, not they gonna come. They gonna they gonna come protect that one. There's one particular kid they're gonna protect. <laughs> you gonna start pistol whipping this kid. That's the one. That's his firstborn. Who uh, he did that with a mayonnaise lady, and uh, so you know she she. Oh no, that's the one that passed away. I'm tripping. No, he beat he all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, come on, man. No, I'm just saying. I mean, oh, like, Jimmy asked if he killed him with a Gucci belt. Come on, man. <laughs> Yo, I mean, you are out here like using sticks and belts and chains and knives and stuff. Like, come on, cuz. 
Yeah, All right, man. Anyway, I got the Cowboys in this game. <laughs> How did I? <laughs> I got the Cowboys in this game. For them, this would be what, like four straight? So you know how they're going to start talking. The crazy part about it is if the Cowboys do win, they'll take, you know, they'll have the division lead by via the tiebreaker, and B. Austin's bum-ass Philadelphia Eagles will still be a stone's throw from winning the division if they can win the rest of their divisional games. They still got a game against the Cowboys. They got a game this week against the Giants. Two games against Washington. So it's like, even though they out here getting consumer, you know what it, on national TV, (laughs) shout out to the Saints, they still have a chance in this god-awful division to win it. Um, Cowboys fans not going to try to hear that, though, because they're looking at the movie. They haven't played the Redskins yet this season, so that means not that yet. Just, so you just, got two just, against just them. the luck of the draw, they end up getting the Redskins when the Redskins don't have their starting quarterback. That's crazy, right? So, so they've been getting pummeled all season, and yeah, then it might come down. If it came down to that, that would be crazy for one. And it could for possibly two, like, because they play them the second time on the last day of the season, so it could like crazy. literally, like Jimmy said, come down. That's <laughs> to crazy. That. All right, but um, hey, I guess go Cowboys. I mean, there's no reason for the Eagles to make the playoffs this year because, as I tried to tell some fellow Eagle fans who wouldn't listen to me, they are not on the Rams level. They are not on the Saints level. Um, hard lesson learned last week for some <laughs> who were still believing the the Super Bowl hype. Like, look, man, Super Bowl is done. I'm still celebrating. There's really nothing that can happen this season. Um, that can really, really upset me. It's frustrating to see them getting pummeled like that, but I'm over it much quicker than if I had any real cares and expectations. Um, last game of the day, um, the Saints get to try to do it again on the division rival. The Falcons play the Saints in the Thursday night game. Not much for me to say here. I'm going to go with the Saints. Um, they've won like eight, nine games in a row. They've won them in convincing fashion. They just as Jimmy said when we were talking about it offline, they sent a message to the defending champs. I don't see how anybody would expect the Falcons to go into the dome and, and do the anything Falcons, different. I mean, the they're going to put up a better fight, but yeah. The Falcons yeah. are presently trying to cover three receivers with one defensive back. My man Desmond Trufant <laughs> got to cover three people because everybody else in the secondary is hurt. Um, their defense is trash. They have to score 50 every time out. So, Matt Ryan's having a good season. Calvin Ridley's balling. Their running back is cool. Offensively, they're actually a a very good team. But they give up 60 points every game. So, yeah, I got the Saints. I got Drew Brees throwing for 706 touchdowns. <laughs> and uh, Yo, who did, that'll um, be there. Who did the Saints lose to this season? Um, Themselves. They lost to themselves. <laughs> Some very lucky bunch. Brian. I don't know. I'm gonna check it out. I just wonder who they lost to. Like you know, and I, and I, it's probably like the way they're playing because I know that over the last couple they had a night, they had a shootout with the Rams, almost like the one we saw with the Rams and Chiefs the other night. It's crazy though because yeah. when teams of that caliber get together, like their defenses yeah. have nothing to do with it. 
That's crazy. Yeah, that's the way. The, that's the way the NFL loves it. It's the sixes in, the defense is out the window. Y'all just there to uh, get plays made on y'all at this point. Yeah, they, they lost to the fifth magic, the forty-eight to forty. Yo, <laughs> yo! But you know what? That was week one of the season, I believe. Yeah, it was week one, and they haven't lost since. Tampa beat the same thing the Eagles. Remember, remember, Tampa started out hot. And the Fitz magic was all over the place, and then you know what usually happens happens. Fitz magic threw for four or five touchdowns that game. He was on his own. Right. And the Saints, they were killing the Saints, and then the Saints tried to make a comeback late. It fell short, and then the Saints haven't lost a game since. And they've actually scored forty in a game. Uh, they they scored forty in that loss. They scored forty one, two, three, four. Five, six times, and one of those times was fifty against the Bengals, fifty-one. Um, yeah, their last few games: forty-eight to seven over the Eagles, fifty-one to fourteen over the Bengals, forty-five thirty-five over the Rams, who I thought was the best team in the league coming into this. Show on turf type stuff, man. didn't get to participate with any of that. Cause yeah, I, and I know, I know looking forward to that too. He's about to I get his ring. Mean, I'll be honest, I'll believe it, but I think Dez would have put up buckets on everybody playing, but uh, Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crosses and buckies. Yeah, Drew Brees out there. Yeah. Defense does not matter because the Saints' defense ain't really ish either, but it don't matter. They got yeah. Drew Brees. Um, that's the thing, that's the crazy part though. That's why I feared them last year because last year was the greatest mixture of offense and defense that I'd seen from that team in a long time. The defense was like, "Look, man, we," I guess they probably told them at the season, "We only was gonna show up for this one year." So, um, <laughs> y'all ain't get it done. That's on y'all. <laughs> Yeah. And then they didn't show up for that last play against the Vikings. And they went Kenny, back to being the same. Back in with Kenny Vicaro, Mante Tile has a new Mante Tail has a new girlfriend. They ain't ish this year, man. <laughs> All right, so let me get to uh Gus's picks real quick. Um and Gus's segment, even though Gus is not with us, that that didn't sound right. Gus is still alive. Just early. <laughs> we recording uh, mad early. Brought to you by my bookie. Shout out to Big. Um real quick before we, we give his picks, let's let's talk about how much money you guys can make betting on sports at my bookie. Shout out to the, Shout locks. Out to the locks too. <laughs> Yo, Jimmy showed me a video the other day, B. Oh, you saw my that? Bookie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, this is credible. The the locks be, you know, flying the banner for my bookie. Just when you watch it on the locks video and you copy down the site, you know, just put in promo code War Room. Locks not going to like that. Um, <laughs> but, no, if y'all haven't checked out my bookie, look, man, just go ahead and do that. It's turkey day. Lay down some bets on these games. Um, you know, if you if you're playing with other services and, when it's time to pay you, you're getting the runaround. That's why we need you to go check out my bookie. And that's not mybookie.com, not mybookie.net. It's mybookie.ag. When you win, they pay you. 
no hassles. You wasting your time betting anywhere else. Um, just join right now, and my bookie will match your first deposit with a hundred percent bonus. One hundred percent. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W A R R O O M for the spelling impaired. Um, that'll activate the offer for you. Just visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. All right. So Gus last week was three and two for the season. He is twenty-eight, twenty-four and two. He's hitting at a much better clip than he was at this point last season. Um, I think last season he had to have like an incredible last two weeks just to get back to 500. So he's chugging along right now. So go to mybookie.ag and make these picks I'm about to give you. He's taking Washington plus seven versus the Cowboys. He is taking uh, the over-under on the Saints-Vikings is 60. He is taking the over, and if you've watched the Saints play any point this season, you'd be the smart one to take the over as well. Um, and I said Vikings. That's uh, Saints-Falcons. I'm sorry. Um, the Falcons should be good to score about 20. The, the 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 Saints will score over 40, so you should be good on that one. Um, he's taking the Panthers, minus three versus Seattle, and the over-under on the Colts-Dolphins game is 51 and he's going to take the over on that. It seems like Gus takes the over all the time. And that's, fellas, that's another, you know, that's just, that's just giving you a picture of today's NFL. Jimmy and I always talk about new earth. <laughs> you got new football on new earth where, you know, you can take, it doesn't even have to be teams of this caliber. You can take the Browns and the Bengals and take a over 50 and you you'll probably hit. That's how crazy Yo, who's it is. Out Just don't who's take the Eagles because they're only scoring 22 points a game. And the, since they put up seven, it's less than that now. So Yo, don't who, take them uh, who, decided to, who decided to put the Dolphins and the Colts on? Thank you. Guys. No, that, that's, not that? a, that's not a turkey day game. This is just picks for the week. So, yeah, that's that's shit. And your man is killing it again. I don't know where Tobias is because he's been real quiet about that lately. He be killing Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is frying people Yo, out there. Is, I don't hear nothing from Tobias. Where you at? Wake up. Call in. He is. <laughs> Tobias, but the thing Tobias is, spent the evening. Tobias spent the he's evening always balling. He hasn't woke up yet. Even the last season he played. I guess people feel like when the Colts aren't winning, then it don't matter if he's balling or they're going to act like he's not. But that last, like the last season he played was probably – his best season statistically it's like people just forget that because and then he was hurt for the year so out of sight out of mind a lot of people didn't want him to be what he was what he is anyway you know how when you get too much hype people don't want to see that shout out to Brian Brian who lived up to all of it even though B. Austin didn't want him to <laughs> alright so that's uh, Gus Griffin's picks make sure y'all go out uh, to mybookie.ag, promo code the war room. Uh, go win you some money, and then thank us later. All right, so so what else is going on in the world of sports, man? Jimmy's Lakers are plodding long. They're playing okay as of late, um, but the schedule's been kind of favorable. LeBron and the Lakers. LeBron went back to Cleveland last night. I was listening to the announcers of that game, and I think they were feeling that. The welcome and the, the 
ovation that LeBron got was a little bit overwhelming for what they thought it should have been. I think they pretty much thought everybody should have took out their LeBrondos and, you know, right there in the stands just had a Koloff party. Um, <laughs> think about that for a minute. Y'all will get it. But, um, yeah, I mean, he went back, had his normal LeBron-type game, but the Lakers kind of struggled in that in that contest. So, Jim, what were your thoughts on the game for one? And did you think the Cleveland fans gave LeBron the, the type of ovation, the type of welcome that he deserved after everything he's yeah, done for I that mean, team in that city? I don't, city? Know what the, I, don't know, I don't know what you expect. Like, if he announced that <laughs> it's his people last to drop out season, crying, fall out of the stands. Like, crying. if you if you if you if he announced that it's his last season and then he makes like a trip there, then I think it'll be like you know much more. But I mean, my man still got like years left in the tank, and I mean, it is what it is. Like, bottom line, he played for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I, I mean, you know, that's that's ridiculous. But in terms of the game, I found the game interesting because Cleveland is so ass. Like, it's, it's weird. Like watching them play a game in which they're being competitive, and like the announcers, the cats at halftime, like even people in the group chat, something like no one believed for one second that Cleveland was going to win the game. They like, they're win, so right? bad. Yo, they are so bad. And it's funny because I remember Tristan Thompson talking about they were the team that beat in the East. Um, my man I Kalo, everybody on their schedule on. obliged like, after he said that. Okay. Yo, Kalo, <laughs> Y'all the team yeah, to beat, and we're going to beat y'all. Kalo was like, I don't need to be seeing this, so I'm just going to chill for a minute. Um, Yo. Not even like Check. Tristan Thompson wrote a check that nobody on that roster can cash, and J.R. Smith is asking <laughs> <laughs> they are so bad, and you know, it, it's it's one of those things where Cleveland was only relevant because of LeBron. Everybody knows LeBron, like you know, he, he travels as a as an army. But at the same time, like <laughs> I was thinking about the fact that Cleveland before LeBron was ass. Like Cleveland's been ass since Mark Price and Brad Darty. Like so, <laughs> Craig Elo. I don't think Jimmy yeah, was just talking so, about the cast. I think he was talking about the city in general too. <laughs> That was their first championship in, what, 56 years? That's why I think the announcers was just expecting everybody to just jump down on their knees because it's been 56 years. And then, you know, LeBron and his gang brought that back to you. They've been asked since Ernest Biner's Afro. Shout out to Dayton and Youngstown, man, getting in Ohio. But uh, all I'm saying is that – um. Man, listen, um, Cleveland is so bad. But in terms of the Lakers, what I find interesting is Willie G came with these uh, in our group chat, came with this theory that um, I don't know where he got it from, but he said his source is telling him that there's a possible trade on the table for Kimball Walker with Alonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram coming from the Lakers and the Lakers getting Kimball Walker. Um, and maybe because he said that before the game, but I start like hearing things different during the game. Like I, I specifically said, he heard, he heard that from about, from another one of his group chats, and somebody was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it up. he heard that. He heard that from his shadow. He yo, heard but, yo, from it, it, What's funny is that's how that's how media works in 2018, though. Like, so, yo, shout to shout to our brother Hank. Man, Hank be in the, in the lab making up trades with the salaries and everything, and stuff be starting. Yo, Hank is a straight like, up okay. GM, like. I'm talking about. Yo, yo, Hank. <laughs> yo, Hank. <laughs> he be getting the salaries to match, and yo. Yo, Hank is a group chat GM. But um, what's interesting <laughs> though is that um, stuff starts out as like somebody tweets it out, and then like stuff catches legs based upon a rumor, 
and it actually people be speaking stuff into existence. Um, not that I want that trade to happen because it's kind of weird. I think Lonzo Ball can play. He's gonna he's gonna be a baller, man. Like no pun intended, but he's gonna be a baller. Um, Brandon Ingram um, is still operating out there off uh, potential. I've never seen a player in my life been mentioned with the word potential since like I've seen him play <laughs> at the beginning of his career in college. Like Yo, his potential, yeah. his potential, his potential. They've been talking about his potential since he took that photo with Chris Paul. <laughs> Yo, that was a long time ago. At what point does like it stop being about your potential? Though? Is he gonna be like thirty eight in the league? They like he still has potential to like. At what point does it stop being about that? I don't know that answer. Um, Yo, he's like Tim Thomas point, to the sixtieth degree. Yo, potential, potential man, always about his potential. But um, during the game, like Doris Burke mentioned that uh, the two players having trouble playing with LeBron the most are. Uh, Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. I'm like, hold up, was Willie G on to something? Um, I know, right? You throw that out. You know, they gotta throw that report out there before they get traded. Before they get yeah, dealt. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I heard that. Um, but it's just interesting watching Tyson Chandler and how a guy who um most wouldn't consider to be like you know an elite player makes a difference on the team. And what I noticed is by him being They're like on the six team, and one since Ball joined the team. Yeah, so I like Grant the schedule because he tap out rebounds like But they had a tough schedule in the beginning of the season, but now, but but he taps out rebounds, but he also makes it so they have two legit centers. No, hold up though. Before he got, it's it's, it's deeper than that though because of his size, Paul. Before he got there, every time Javale went out the game, the Lakers be playing like complete small ball with like Ron or Ingram or somebody at center. Now Javale leaves and Javale comes back in. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that allows them to pretty much not have to play small ball as much, but it's made a complete, di- mm. completely shift in the team. Where they have um, Kuz at center, now, and that don't work. Yeah, it don't work <laughs> at all. That's kind of what they were doing. That's kind of what they were doing. So now that it makes it, it actually made a difference. But that just goes to show you that basketball is is a lot more than just the uh, the star players. It is a team sport. Um, although the stars probably carry more weight than most, uh, most other sports. The crazy part about the the trade rumor, Jim, is we're talking about dudes getting dealt because they can't play with LeBron. Yo, if you ask me, real talk, this is not even a joke, if you ask me before all of these rumors, if you just said, if you just threw some random question out there and said, like, yo, who in the NBA would you feel would be the worst fit to play with LeBron. I legit would have probably said Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker has never made a shot in his life that wasn't off his own dribble. So if LeBron, because I don't know what happened to all of this, LeBron wants to play off the ball in his next next, uh, stop, because every time I watch the Lakers, LeBron is bringing the ball down the court. Old old Um, habits die hard, cuz. Yo, Kimball Walker dribbles. Now, we have analytics nerds for this. So, somebody, if y'all listening, check me out on this. But this is me just talking off the cuff. I'm making this up, but I believe it. Kimball Walker has to be the person who dribbles the most in the NBA. You know how they count and dribbles and say Clay never dribbles. Kimba has to dribble the most in the NBA. He has to. He dribbles dribbles too much. Right. right. Kimba, Kimba, like he would be a player that you say, yo, you dribble too much. Like, my son yo, that, likes Kimber Walker, and I'm like, yo, like, I want him to take certain things from Kimber Walker. The fact that he's smaller than everybody else and he don't give no Fs. Like, I want you to have that in you. I want you to take it. 
you know, I want you to, you know, go in there with the with the trees and, you know, do do your thing. What I don't want, want, want you to take, I don't want you dribbling for 24 seconds every single play before you decide to even make your move, shoot Yo, a pass. Even, even, you know what even I mean? I'm like, that, if people are not going to like to play even, with you in that case. Even more than that, <laughs> what you definitely don't want him to take is Kimball Walker's haircut, because Kimball Walker might have the worst no. haircut <laughs> ever seen. No, yeah, you, you, you know we're you know we not letting that happen. No, no, we don't talk, I think, yo, he, he no, we talk way too much about everybody's cuts throughout the years for me to let my son. He's a, yo, he might, his he, cut will never be busted. He'll either be wolfing or have a nice cut, but it ain't going to be a yo, cut that's busted. Yo, Kemba Walker goes in the barber shop and says, please, yo, don't shape me up. Just take it down and let, let God take No, yo, it's, yo, it's worse than that. He has patches in his hair to the point where I, I'm, I'm thinking about stop clowning his haircut because it might be something medically wrong because there's no way that you looked in the mirror and was like, yo, this is this is sharp. Like, he got, like, patches Dude. in, like, the, his head. Like, yo, whatever opposite of a fade is, that's what he got. <laughs> yo, Kim would be getting faded by. Never mind. But, um. Yo, Kimba. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yo, I, that's I the that's that. the part. That. That's the part that we can't. You know, you didn't see where Kimba lived too, right? Even though both, you know, yeah. But anyway, man. Yeah, Kimba and and LeBron. That just doesn't seem like a great match to me. But shout out to LeBron for last night. He went back into Cleveland. Um, what was it? Thirty-two points. Uh. 11 rebounds and 7 assists, I believe. Mm. Just a, a usual Brian game. Um, it's, a Kimber, funny, right? it's funny, right, because Brian has reached that level. Yo, and by the way, I think Kimball Walker should be fined $25,000 every game he comes out. I'm sorry. Cut. But, um, I know. 14 but, rebounds. I'm, 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 you know, my bad, Brian. <laughs> Brian has reached a level. Brian has reached Maverick a level. just texted me like, like, yo, don't be short, my man. It's three rebounds. <laughs> the Brian puts up numbers now. Brian has reached a level. He puts up numbers that are ridiculous, and like no one even cares. Like, no, like when he seemed like he having an average season to me, but yeah, he like when people lead the league 50, in scoring. Had to go off. Brian scored. Brian scored fifty <laughs> the other night, and it didn't even lead sports. And it was like, oh, Brian scored fifty. So what? Yeah. Tell me, yeah. and he passed Allen Iverson for fifty point games, and like uh, I mean, that's that's a that's. That's a tribute to how good the dude is, man. Like everything he does now, we expect it, even in year sixteen. But um, no. Speaking of Kimba, Kimba has been on a tear lately. Of course, he waits till you know we're about to talk about it to to put up a sixteen point stinker. Um, and I wouldn't even call it a stinker. Uh, he only played twenty seven minutes last night. He's probably tired. Um, he had sixteen. He only shot five for ten. So, you know, he still shot 50% um, in that um, game. Uh, because it was like an easy win. They they blew the Pacers out. So he only had to put up 16 points. He had 11 assists, which you're not used to seeing from Kimba. But in the they, two they previous up, games. They for this trade. Right. And, and, and speaking of that, before I even talk about the game, speaking of that, Kimba said publicly last week, that he was going to re-sign with um, Charlotte when it came up when Why? at the end of the season. Why? Because, because Why? Kimba, Kimba gets to be Kimba. Kimba ain't trying to <laughs> – Kimba don't care about no winning. Kimba 
Yo, Kimba, no, bro. seriously. Kimba said, look, did you think they, they the, pay like, more than anybody? Do you think Kimba would be – we would be talking about Kimba Walker like this anywhere else but a team like Charlotte? Like, I can I can clearly see why he want to stay there. Kimba yeah, like, I'm the right, I get a max. I'm the franchise's all-time leading scorer. Like, Kimba, I think Shout he's comfortably in his little nook. Like, well, nobody care about winning, man. I'm going to get this money, and I'm going to get these accolades that nobody thought I was going to get when I entered the league. So. Yo, my man, I can't believe go Bobby with a big championship ring. <laughs> Shout out to Oakville Alpha. Man, on here naming names. Um, yeah, so the, the previous two games um, – he put up 60 and 43. Uh, you guys want to do that math. That's 103 points in two games. Um, the 60 was against our Philadelphia 76ers. Um, he was lighting Jimmy Butler on fire, but Jimmy Butler showed you why he's the dog he is, and after getting 60, still made the two most important plays of the game, coming down and blocking a Kimber Walker shot. Not Not some chase from behind block. He was guarding Kemba straight up and stayed with him, blocked his shot, came down the other end, hit the game-winning three after getting, you know, much of 60 points poured on his uh, his head, his hair, whatever that is on the top of his head um, for all of the game. But um, 103 points in two games from a dude that's listed at 6'1". He's probably 5'11", 6' foot at the most. Like, what is it? Like, why does Kimball Walker get off the way that he does in the NBA? Is it because he doesn't pass and he's going to dribble you down until he get a shot? Look, um, Kimball definitely is a clip, um, but he's very fast. And he's very he, – he got a lot better, too, with his craftiness because Kimball does go to the rack. And yeah. he's very crafty and shifty with the way that he gets the rock off because I'm watching him play and I'm like, there's no way you should get that amount of shots off. And, and he so he got a lot of Steve Francis in his handle, what I think. But he also has a lot of like um, and I hate to give props, but he was good, he was he was good at it to me at least with Steve Nash, in terms of being crafty, with like going to the basket, like in the middle of his drive, he'll let the ball go when he's not supposed to, like just just small things that you do to get your shot off as a smaller player. Um right. And in comparison, I was watching like a Duke game last night, and that's kind of like what you watch Barrett play. Like he doesn't get that yet. He's like full steam ahead, and there's nothing crafty about his drives to the basket. Like, and I guess he'll learn that in time. But watching Kemba play over the years, he's gotten a lot better at that. So everything's not a pull up jump shot or a jump shot, but when that's falling, it opens the door for everything else. And he has yeah, like a, nothing a, a, you can a, really do. About I could tell that he's like studied uh, Steve Nash because um, he's got that 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 shiftiness down pat. You know, that's a nice, that's a nice like, comparison. As, as, and then you know what? As, as much as we, I'm not gonna say we crap on him. We just say some of the stuff that he got, he probably didn't deserve. So as much as we tell the truth, as much as we tell the truth about Steve Nash, Steve Nash is a great study yeah. for smaller, you know, guards coming in, not even coming into the league. But it's a smaller guards period. Like Steve Nash would be a great person for me to to have my son watch as well. Because of the stuff that Jimmy said, he's crafty enough to where he wasn't the fastest, wasn't the quickest dude, but he had the tricks of the trade to the tricks of the trade to get space, you know, to get mm-hmm. enough space to get a shot off, to get a pass off, to to basically kill you when his athleticism said, you know, it, it had no messages of murder 
<laughs> and been better than it whatsoever, and he still but went the, out there and murdered people. The greats so. do that. And, and and not and not to like make it about like you know the male tribe, but like when you watch Larry Bird play, it was the same way. He was so crafty that he wasn't the mm-hmm. fastest. He couldn't jump. He played with a bad back, but he was like so crafty. Larry Bird he couldn't jump. Over, did whatever he wanted to. Larry Bird couldn't jump over a nickel, and would <laughs> still give you a double nickel. Like you're 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 absolutely right with with Steve Nash. We watched him play his entire career, you know, coming out of the Dallas Mavericks organization, the Phoenix or whatever, and ended on your Lakers. I, I, in a vacuum, just analyzing Steve Nash, he was great. And I'm, I'm the first to say I think that he's overrated, but I still think that he's, he's an all-time also great. Also an overachiever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, no, that no, you, and, and it's possible. It's possible to be both. People act like you can possibly be both. Be both. Be both. And, right. and I honestly yeah. can admit that I hate on the ball just because I feel like he took Kobe uh, and Shaq. He took an MVP from both Kobe he and Shaq. He took MVP from both so, of them. <laughs> yeah, so I'm 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 literally hating on him for that reason. But at the same time, though, like I, I you know, got to give credit where credit is due. And when I watch Kemba play now, I see that like either he studied it. Or Kemba's a way better. He's athlete. gotten better at that. I yeah, think I think Steph. He, I think Steph studied game, him. Steph it. reminds me of a little bit more athletic version of Steve Nash. Absolutely, Steph has studied him because Steph has that too. That 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 that, that shiftiness mm-hmm. where it's not about being a, the fastest guy, but when you do things like sort of like off balance, so to speak, where no one's expecting you to shoot from this yeah. angle, or when you're driving to shoot this quick, or to shoot like not as quick, it's, it's like you, it's like a boxer. Um, yeah, who's good with a lot of southpaw using it. Yeah, keeping you off balance was like just the way you do it. So now you have no idea where it's coming from. And Kemba was good at that, specifically in that Sixers game where he was going down amongst the trees and like getting off shots. And I'm like, yo, my man is like two foot seven, and he's like going at Embiid's chest. But Embiid doesn't know when to like to make a move because he's being so crafty with it. He was like, you know, he was, you know doing his thing. So salute to him for like, working on this game. But point uh, Dev, um. Your man, uh, Steph worked out. He worked out and trained with Steve Nash. Okay, well there you go. And for everybody out there who's having trouble understanding how somebody could be an overachiever and overrated at the same time, um, it's really a very easy concept to grasp because y'all are really the reason that it's a possibility. Because as soon as a player overachieves, y'all start to overrate his ass. So you know, if you want to know yeah. the meaning to that, look within. <laughs> because it's, just, it's the masses that do that. As soon as somebody is better than they're supposed to be, then we shouting that they're better than they really are. So, well, we as in y'all. Jason Tatum. <laughs> no doubt. Um, crown you want to crown him, then crown him. <laughs> yo, speaking of Jason Tatum, though, because, like, this whole He thing still have a game on, once a week where he scores six points, but he the best small yo, forward this, in the East. Yo, somebody, remember, remember the boy told us on our page that he's better than Giannis? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. He, he said... He's gonna be the he's he's the best small forward in the East. I'm like, okay, I guess Giannis don't play in the East no more. I guess Kawhi didn't just get traded to the East. Jimmy Butler came, bumped him down another notch. Like I don't even know if he's fourth, but you know, it, it, that's yo. But I, that's I the think, thing. I he overachieved in the playoffs, and y'all overrating his ass already. So I think I was more offended by the boys by the boys specifically saying that he's better than Giannis. I think I was very offended by that because <laughs> in the way I watched it. <laughs> From what I see watching basketball, like LeBron might, might be not be better than, than Giannis right now. 
Might yo, not. that's exactly my point. Yo, if you watch the basketball, Johnny might about. be better than everybody. And that's excluding <laughs> like, nobody. What are y'all talking about? I mean, look what he embodies. I mean, that's excluding nobody. Shout out to Neil right. in the chat room. She said, uh, I didn't know who Kimba Walker was until today. So, you know. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what yo. we do. We bring we bring knowledge to yo, the people, but, man. We bring knowledge to the people. That's how it Listen, over and, after the past week, when you do that, that's when Kimba gets a big contract. Be awesome. To answer your point, if Kimba signs back with Charlotte, that shows you what he's about because he's going to play his little heart out. He's going to put up his points. He's going to end up in the Hall of Fame, and he's going to be uh, independently wealthy um, for generations because he's going to get a max deal where I can't – it's sort of like the um, Isaiah Thomas thing, right, where he was in a Yo. position where if he would have stayed there, he would have got a max deal. But once he got out in the, free, uh, the market, then people realized, like, oh, that's what it is. Yo, all that's all good, but is he gonna hire a barber though? <laughs> yeah, he needed to shave it off, like. Yeah, look there, who, but... <laughs> like house party. Look who just fell into the gig. Look who's up early as hell on the west coast to kick it with us, man. We got Tobias on the line, man. Roll damn tide. Happy Turkey Day to you and good morning. They oh, woke up. Stay hey, woke. Yeah, I'm always Yo, up every what? animal. I'm always up in the morning going to the gym before I go to work anyway. So Military I'm, man. Yes, I'm up anyway. You know, stay woke, fellas. Don't be eating those hey, – please eat those plantation platters. Don't let these folks try to, you know <laughs> – Hey, <laughs> at, at, you know, especially after I went to that sunken place wedding this past weekend. But, uh <laughs> – Hey, hey, you see, hey, man, man, those brothers chasing white women like Wiley Coyote was chasing the Roadrunner. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yo, Tobias, wake up on one. You said the NFL draft or no? Nah, yeah, hey, that was like, Kyrie, hey, was Kyrie, like uh, Kyrie Irving boat cruise. <laughs> Kyrie Irving hey, boat was, party. Yeah, mm-hmm. hey, it, it, a lot of women were average like those women on that boat party also. Uh, yeah, that's how it usually is. <laughs> here's the thing, like I heard y'all talk about LeBron early. Now I saw, now I see some of those clips on those sports shows at work, and LeBron was talking about when they traded Kyrie. That was the beginning of the end. My thing was, dude, you was out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Brian don't care about that, man. Brian, like, look, while I'm here, you need to be happy about being here. Don't worry about what I'm gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> and it's no knock on him to let's leave. Go out, let's go out here and get this runner-up trophy every year. Come on, man. Yeah. And it's no <laughs> knock of him he wants to leave because, hell, not too many people turn down L.A. for Cleveland. But Kyrie, hey, come on now. We know the history. You would have been left with all those guys who were built to play with LeBron. And when I wouldn't have turned down Largo, Maryland for Cleveland. <laughs> My bad. Hey, I want to take you out. Hey, I'll stay in Alabama over Cleveland. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, like, with, but see, the thing with people, they talk, well, when he leaves. But those teams are built on around LeBron with the spot up shooters. People like Tristan Thompson who can't do who 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 couldn't post up our grandmothers, you know, and and they and they are predicated on doing what LeBron does, spot up shooting, get the rebounds, things like that. So once he's gone, there's no one else who can create anything. <laughs> and uh, and a lot of times those teams are older. It's no knock against him. It's just that those teams build around their best player what he does well. And that's probably the reason why many of these star players probably like, well, I'll try to win somewhere else. Because there's a lot that goes with it. I think people, 
the like the media don't want to bring up or never well, even look, I mean, look into. You, you're right, Tobias, but at the same time, that when you think about like the game in general, like most star players have teams built around their strong suits. Like you need a certain type of person to play with Allen Iverson to have success, right? You, you, about to say, you didn't want to get, get that team after AI. You wouldn't have yeah, no so success. you got yeah, exactly. So you need a certain kind of player to play with Magic. You need a certain kind of player to play in the triangle with Mike. Like every every star player has to have a team built around them in the NBA. That's just what it is. Um, and when they go, they go. I mean, that's that's part of the game. But I would if, if I'm Cleveland, I trade as bad as we are now for that one championship. Because listen, man, like Dev said earlier, it was been 54 it. years. So you got that championship. So like you know now. But now you have to pretty much start from scratch. But it still has to. It still has to have been worth it to have that experience um, of getting that championship. But now you 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 have no more. You can't blame him anymore. The boy said he wanted his team back. He got his team back. Now let's see what you do with it. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, it is what it is. But I think it's like that yeah. with any star player um, that you that you you build a certain team around them to get them to work. Yeah, and I and I think with this one. And part of it is I believe Dan Gilbert has a has a crazy ego, dude. Just say, hey, you got think? LeBron. <laughs> yeah, he left. <laughs> and what people don't want to get, dude, spent eleven years there, right? That's a long time. He got a championship there. You got a Hall of Fame player like Malone, Stockton, Barkley, Reggie Miller, especially Reggie Miller and the dudes in Utah. They spent their whole careers there and never won a championship. Sometimes yep. you may only get one title. But that's when you just tear it down. But here's the problem: Who the hell wants Tristan Thompson? <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, no. You definitely put yourself in a you put yourself in a predicament. Like like we said, we use the AI example. It's the same thing. Like if the Sixers decided after you know, all right, we're gonna get rid of Allen Iverson, so now we got to break this team up. Who the hell wants Tyrone Hill and George Lynch Yo. and Eric Yo. Snow? Like at that point in their Yo. career, I mean, Eric Snow Matt did Geiger. go on to play with Cleveland, but. Yo, Matt hey, Geiger hey, just hey, took hey, his tonight. money and left. He's still getting it. The Sixers <laughs> just got good right now from the AI era. What you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So it's like it, it, it took them a decade to clean out. <laughs> That's real. But um, Tobias, I, I I didn't hear you mention anything about about your man Fat Barry putting up that uh, you know twenty uh, thirteen rebounds and eight assists last night though. What's up with that? Hey, it's two Turkey steals. Day. He got to eat, two man. Steals. Hey, hey. <laughs> he played good around Turkey shines. Day. Even the sun shines on dogs behind every now and then. Uh, <laughs> hey, but hold up, yeah. hold up, Tobias. I got to mention this. Though. I got to mention this. Real Six foot. Look, look, listen even, how how you, efficient you, you it was too. Six foot ten. All your vitriol goes to Fat Barry now. I noticed you left Zach out of all your recent slander. You don't even bother Zach no more. He can't say Zach. Zach an all-star this year. He can't say nothing about Zach. He earned that hey, money. Zach's an all-star this year. Hey, <laughs> Zach's an all-star. Hey, he had to show me something. Hey, he had another way, 29 man, points man. last night. He had another That's 29 right, points on 50% shooting. Tobias, you brought, brought to my attention by one uh, Dev Mack that uh, you be slandering luck, Lady Luck, man. Won't hey. do that around here. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, I had, hey, I had a best of luck. Hey, I was, really hey, I was really upset that Dev gonna start Fitz Magic over luck one week. I was upset about that. I like that. I, I was trying. I was trying. You know, I was trying to ride out the magic spells, man. You know, you gotta do. Hey. What you gotta do. Hey, At that I was, point, I was, I was still like, undefeated. I just took my first L this week. 
Um, By the way, I was watching that Duke game at work. You know, that's what you call delegating. You got to watch the game. But uh, here's the thing that people are missing on. These kids are being blown out. Kentucky was the worst thing ever. Uh, can we just be honest about that, this? John Calipari Hey, back to our lesson from 10 minutes ago. Because they overachieved. We all overrated. I got to stop you real quick because that's a bit of hyperbole, like especially considering I watched Duke play and Barry tore his leg up in the first game. Like the worst thing that could have happened to Duke was Zion like flew over somebody and like, you know, tore his ACL. So that's a bit of hyperbole. <laughs> that's the worst thing. <laughs> that, you, there, Blowing out the number one team happen. in the country can't be the worst thing that It's like unrealistic expectations. Yeah. It's an unrealistic expectation. And, and, and I mean, I think they had him anyway because all you heard prior to the season was, you know, Duke starting five and the Fab Five and this and that. So the expectations were crazy. But you're right, like trashing Kentucky instead of trashing like a Norfolk State. <laughs> it just made it worse. Or Alabama basketball. Uh, <laughs> but Shout out you know, to Slavery and, and Johnson. Like, yeah. <laughs> And, and they got a who looks like a real life Ninja Turtle, but that's a whole different show. But uh, <laughs> you know the thing is that they got to remember these kids are eighteen. They just learning how to play at that level because it's probably the best coaching they these kids are receiving too. You see the talent there, but you got to remember people got to remember these kids are great, but it's still a single elimination tournament. You have one bad day. You know the college refs call anything. If you if you cough on somebody, it's a foul. And so you get a bad foul trouble, you get an injury, or the other team just gets hot for three in the tournament, it's still single elimination. And and it's not a failure. If they, well, probably for them it is. But we got to bring this up also. John Calipari is probably the most overrated coach in the country. <laughs> he gets the best players every year, and when he be getting put out before the, the third weekend, he can't even get to the final four half the time. But That's he gets true. these top recruiter classes. He is so I, I wouldn't defend that because I would defend him as a recruiter, not as a coach. Yeah, he's not a coach. He ain't no yeah. as a recruiter, but as a coach, yeah, maybe. All right. <laughs> I mean, but it's a couple things, right? But it's it, a couple things. It's right? also so difficult. Oh, go ahead, Jim. I'm sorry. Shout, shout out to the uh, Japanese boy last night who was giving up Duke all kinds of work. Um, but Hachimura. I don't even nice. Yeah, whatever his name is. O- Oxymoron, whatever his name is. But, yo, he was giving Duke all kinds of work. One of his parents um, black. Yeah, they got hey, it. He got you know, it. his, his daddy black was in the military. We know what it is, but go ahead. That's what I was thinking. Oh, I was like, somebody was, stationed, somebody was stationed in Japan. Oh, that's what yeah, it is. All right, so, so be awesome. I don't know if you know but his brother that plays the Gonzaga. He's like a black and Japanese guy. And he was giving him. Uh, he's the greatest Jap- Yo, yo, yo. Yo. He's already, he's already the greatest uh, Japanese or caliber Asian player ever after this one game I saw. But the here's the fact of the matter though. I always look at the comparison to the Fab Five and I'm like, all right, that's cool, but I don't know that what the expectations are where the team that the Fab Five had nine losses in their first year, like literally had nine <laughs> losses. I doubt right. this team will get nine losses. And mm-hmm. then the very next season when they went to the uh, chip, they um they had like four or five losses. So 
I don't think that anybody thought they would go undefeated, and it's probably better to get um, your losses early in the season because now Coach K really gets to get in his coaching bag and, like you said, teach these guys something. Because they make. And even though I don't want to, I want to sound like the old dude and talk about errors, but I also think the Fab Five played in a much tougher era of basketball. And I'm not saying I'm no. not. This is this is not a players were better back then. This was players had to go to school longer, so dudes were better. You know what I'm saying? They were no, I, I mean, and that might be why Duke is, you know, they were. Su- su- I'm about to mess up a word. Susceptible <laughs> to a team like Gonzaga because Gonzaga's not usually the team that got a bunch of one and duns. I mean, Matt, their right, damn so point guard was a fifth-year senior for Christ's sake. Right, so it was so like even, even those are the type of teams that that you know they might get in some trouble with just dudes who can maybe outthink them on the court while they jumping no, over, even, jumping even, out the gym. Even if we even if we adjust for inflation, they probably should they still lose about four or five games. Um, yeah, 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 but. But 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 all I'm saying is that and, and Tobias put another great point too. Might lose Tobias put another great <laughs> great point too that um that's the beauty of March Madness, right? So anybody could be anybody in one given night. Like yeah, I mean we've seen that on you, on a playground. You might have a team that just runs people off the court, and then you find somebody that just like has one smart player and, and controls the pace of the game, and you lose on the playground. Like it's happening. Happened. Hoops is hoops. That's the beauty of hoops. Hey, and the beauty my of motto always is. is Get it over with now before you get into that tournament and you can't lose. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I think, but but I also think that it gives Coach K a chance to like when you're beating everybody by forty and fifty points. Like, what do you? What is your coach really going to do? Like, you like, Coach, shut up. We just right. beat them by sixty. Like, but when you get a, a, a tough game like that against a smart team, it gives Coach K a chance to get in his bag and kind of teach. Right. So this is and you get to time, see so. how they react to adversity. And I don't think it was yep. a bad reaction because. As much as they were down the whole night, they still almost won the game. Even though Gonzaga tried to give it to them at the end, but you know what? You know what reminds me of? It reminds me of Alabama when Nick Saban was saying like, "Alabama crushing people most of the year." You damn right. And Nick Saban is like, (laughs) "Y'all up here giving my players rat poison." (laughs) You know, that's really what it is. Like the rat poison, where everybody keeps telling you how good you are, fattening you up, and next thing you know, someone beats you. And I think no, yeah, you I need to know. Life. You need yeah. to know how your players will react in a bad situation. So in a basketball season, where it's you know thirty plus games in a season, hey, nothing wrong with taking a L, even if you're the sons <laughs> of the monsters. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta what do. I noticed last night is R.J. Barrett don't trust nobody. When the game got tough, Dude, <laughs> that was my next question. I'm about to ask y'all because y'all know he's already Marvel getting the, the tag of ball hog. You getting off the way? What do you think about that? <laughs> You think he's a ball hog? Yo, I don't know if he's a ball hog, but I did notice that. Like, with a game that tight or whatever, he's like, I don't trust nobody. I'm not getting – he would make some dumb plays. He was not giving the rock up. Like, Zion was sitting yeah. out there like, dog. Like, what's, I think what's ball hog on? is extreme because ball hog is somebody, you know, you're hogging the ball all the time. He's just – he plays hero ball. He's a hero ball dude. When you got like three, four other heroes on your team, I don't know if you can play that way. <laughs> you know what? I was watching that. I was thinking Mamba mentality. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but but it's, it's hard to be on bump. Duke. It's hard to be on Duke with a mom, with Mamba mentality, though. There's too many good First players. Thing, I got to say this. I know you guys got to run. But, hey, Alabama's going to destroy Auburn eat. this weekend. Uh, no, and, that's, that's nothing to talk about. It's going to be embarrassing. They, they may cut to another game. But, uh, you know, 
Well, well, well wait a minute. Fred, Fred told me on um, Quick Slants, I don't know if you listened yet this week, he told me I don't listen to Fred. the Iron Bowl, he, he used about. the cliche. He, he said the Iron Bowl <laughs> was one of those. <laughs> he said that he's he cooking. He, he said the Iron Bowl was one of those throw the records out type games, though. Anything can happen. So you don't believe that, that hey, this that, week? That's like the WWF where anything can happen. Oh, let me tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> WWF anything can be written into the script. Hey, Auburn's gonna get smoked, right? Hey, that smoke won't. Hey, they they gonna get smoked like 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 your boy Takashi Six Nine gonna get smoked in that playground at Jam. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but but here's the thing, they gonna get smoked. But, but I gotta get on my bucks real quick. I don't know. You listen to it, Dad. I took it to you. Where I've been saying it, and now all these national guys are saying it. How disorganized the Bucks are, how poorly coached they are, how there's no culture, and who the hell is gonna succeed when you're that poorly coached and you have no culture? Yeah, I, I might have to, I might have to write me a, um, I might have to write me a, a, a Dirk Cutter article. I don't know if you remember. Um, y'all last the last coach when he was there, Shiano. I actually wrote an article on them because I went down to a game and I talked to people in the stands and how they felt about him. So I actually wrote an article on um, Greg Shiano. I, I'll, I'll uh, send it to you if you don't remember that joint. But I might have to yeah. get in my Dirk Cutter bag now, especially since I hear all of this from you. So I'll just use hey. you as my fan sources. <laughs> Put it like this. Put it like this. You watch the game, and it'll be off to watch it. We got to play the Eagles. That's one of those, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> you know? And, and the thing is, Dirk Cutter is that white privilege coach. I tell you this. Name me the black coach who failed in college who got an NFL gig. <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, he failed at Arizona State where you win eight games a year, nine games okay. You win nine games, they bring you back out ten years later to celebrate that team. And they could, he couldn't even do that. And Damn. and the problem is that if you're not a leader of men and you got young players, all these positions, it ain't gonna work. And I'll say this also: even Bucks fans are turning on your boy Djax here. <laughs> they they've been saying the Djax everybody else been saying all these years. If the ball ain't perfect, he ain't going to make an effort for it. He don't <laughs> run that I'm hard. Trying to tell you, yeah, trick pony. <laughs> I said I'm never going. I'm never going to diss him about his one trick. He's very good at his one trick, but you know, for what he think he is, and for what a lot of fans think he is, like you got you got to do more <laughs> for the, yeah, for the all, all attitude he always want to give. All, all praises, all praises to the god Tony Dungy, man, because he he came down there and gave y'all hope for a couple years. But outside of Tony <laughs> Dungy and that one chip, now y'all complaining like y'all used to being good. Yeah, y'all ain't never really been good to be honest. That's no shade. That's no shade. And you know what? That's that's like more proof of how good Dungy is. Didn't they invent paper bags over the head? Or was that Yeah, y'all invented that. I wear one. Y'all really really poop, though, for real, for real. Like, like y'all really are a terrible organization. But that just goes to show you how great Tony Dungy is. Tony Dungy was so great that he had y'all competitive. And even to the point of getting y'all to win a championship, um... And you know, I guess it takes somebody. Uh, Jimmy cooking y'all yeah, on um, Thanksgiving, man. Hey, hey, you know yo, what? I'm no. sorry, I'm, I'm trying not to bust out laughing. Like, yo, shout <laughs> to, uh, to our brother, Phil Maddox. Yo, Phil Maddox put this. Yo, 
when y'all get a chance, not now, after the show, Phil Maddox put a video in the group chat of Frank Gore Jr., um, who's a um, a good good uh, player now, that believes in high school. But, yo, this boy looks like he's about 42 years old. And I know Frank Gore's <laughs> old in the face, too. But Frank Gore Jr. look older than Frank Gore, cause, and I'm trying not to laugh, but <laughs> Frank Gore Jr. is you know like 51 years old. He the class of 2020, but I feel like in 2020 he's gonna be like 70 years old though. <laughs> hey, you know what? Like y'all are dungy, and that's what about culture and picking right players. Because I was saying it forever, and I'm glad like people in the league see this. It's not just picking players; it's about building a team. And uh, and like I remember like Warren Sapp and Brookson was there, and they got Keyshawn. Even though the OTAs was optional. They had a standard where everybody come to the OTAs, and they never liked Keyshawn over that because they set a standard as the leaders of the team. I know it was optional, but we come in here anyway. And I think some franchises like that, you need to make sure you got players who you can depend on as leaders who love the game, who are leaders, not just say we'll get a player here and play fantasy football. And I think that's what this team has messed up on. And depending on Brent Grimes being number one cornerback, it's also a stupid idea. But, uh, <laughs> you know, whose wife is better at her job and he's better at his. But uh, Oh, hold up, hold up. Brent Grimes is a baller now. Age might be showing itself a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he, he age is showing him. himself on him. And, and see, and that's the problem. You're not supposed to depend on a 35-year-old to be your number right. one. And, that's and, true. And then have a yeah, bunch of rookies true. as your number two and three Brent. corners. Brent depending on a 45-year-old to be his number one. Miko old as shit. You ain't lying. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, ain't gonna lie, though. Miko tricks you out on Twitter, but Marion Ho is equivalent of the year 2018. You buy the 2008 S-Class. It's an yeah, S-Class for the gold. But, hey, you guys have a happy turkey day. Stay out of that sucking place, brother. fellas. Hey, hey, and a potato salad better be fire. All right, roll that. Hey, get it. stay away from that romance. Yo, the CDC said we can't eat nothing this week. Go look at the list. Hey, I'm We're really not hey. supposed to eat turkey, romaine, lettuce, like nothing. So everybody enjoy hey, your big Phil. bowl of steam. <laughs> hey, Phil, I'm, I'm a, hey, okay. hey, cause, cause, cause y'all know I turned forty on this, like a week or so ago. So I'm, I'm on. Hey, as a black man, I made it past twenty six. You know, so hey, I'm good. But uh, oh, no yo, you're black man alive at this point, yo. Stay away from the man. Yeah, I yeah. say, hey, yeah, you know. But, hey, hey, you guys, take it easy, man. Have a good turkey day. Right, man. Family, man. You too. We'll holler at you next week. <laughs> Yo, yeah, we haven't let the bias go for a while. He, he called in early to rock with us. Um, True indeed. Shout out to Blackish. I know you saw the episode there. We got the oldest black man alive on uh, Pop's birthday. You love that show, man. <laughs> Yo, he's the oldest black man alive. Yo, I think Phil Maddox is calling in, man. I think Phil Maddox is calling in, man. And, and, and you know, damn you, Phil Maddox, because I can't stop laughing at Frank Gore Jr., yo. All right, I, I got it. Phil Maddox is in the building. What up? Yo. Happy Thursday, <laughs> fellas. What's good? Happy, What's yo, up? Same happy, to happy, you happy, and yours. Happy Hell Day, beloved. <laughs> I call this ho- I call this holiday hell day. No, yeah. I'm call it what it is. Right it's just happy, well, happy. Get a good board. meal day, man. Get a better meal day. Yeah, that's, that's all it is, man. I'm all I'm all about my victims, man. Yeah, we got at least two. 
I mean, some people Yo, some people get it in on Christmas as well. For us, I guess it's like three. We got we got Hell Day, we got Christmas Day, and we got cabin meals, cabin trip, Yo, retreat. Like, I know, I, I know, fact. I know. Phil, Phil is a, uh, that's Phil like Thanksgiving in chef, February. So. Phil is an urban <laughs> chef, so I'm pretty sure he in the kitchen getting his Raekwon on right now. Oh yeah, man, he in there like boom, know, man. It's, uh, boom. <laughs> it, I got Cuban links. Uh, <laughs> Stopping off, uh, yo, why yo. you posted that video though? Cause, like yo. he almost ruined me on the show. I, I had to mute myself. Yo, yo, yo. Frank Gore Jr. is so old. Jimmy being yo, nice. Man. He got an AR. He got an AARP card. Yo, yo, he looked like a baby silverback gorilla. Yo, it ain't even about straight out the mix, cuz straight out the mix. Hank said Frank Gore thinking he's slick. He just like, yeah, I mean, trying to get another run. He's trying to get another run at it. That's not really his son. That's, Yo, man. That's the second childhood, man. Shout out to Nas, man. Yo. Break his mom's I'm just now looking at this. I'm like, what they talking about? Yo. <laughs> Yo, Frank Gore Jr. was born at 20. <laughs> at one yard at a time. Yeah, but he, but he actually—he nice though. He, he actually run like his pop. Well, he—he, he, he, you know, he—you uh, know, he already got the uh, the scholarship to the U, so it's—it's just—it's pretty much, you know, a done deal. Well, shout you, out to Frank Gore like, Senior then, because if he run like his pop, Jimmy, that just means, no, no. like we always say, that's uh, our theory. I mean, he was a good father. Like yeah, Tim Hardaway Junior, he be lighting it up in New York, man. But the fact that he can't do a UTEP two step. Tim Yo, he can't. That, man. Yo, he can't <laughs> dribble at all. He just yeah. he, he can shoot dribble and he can shoot. He, putting, he definitely can shoot. Putting thirties on people. No, he got like, Tim ain't teaching that. Yeah, Tim ain't. If if Tim Hardaway's son ain't got an ill handle, then you fail. No matter how good of an NBA player he is, you fail. Tim Hardaway was on the road when he was supposed to be teaching. Uh, <laughs> you know, crossovers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He definitely he was trying to stay away from gay teammates. Getting separate locker rooms. Oh, yo! 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 John Amici couldn't have been on my team. Nah, I'm not into that. Yo, Tim Hardaway was in 2018, man. Yo. Tim Hardaway would have been on the team of one. Well, first of all, I wouldn't want him on my team. And um, second of all, you know, if he was on my team, I, I would, you know, really distance myself from him because um, uh, I don't think that's right. And, you know, I I, I don't think that, you know, he should be in a locker room while we're in a locker room. And it, it's just a whole lot wow. of things. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even be a part of that. But, you know, it's stuff like that going on, and there's a lot of uh, other people I hear like that that's still in the closet and don't want to come out the closet. But, you know, um, I, I just leave that alone. Look at the claw. Yo, Yo shout out to the world. Hold up. 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 Because first of all, that's not the only clip we got of him. I ain't gonna play the other clip because that's even longer. So he he spent like a like ninety seconds on this whole thing talking about. But I'm gonna leave that alone. Like no, you, but I'm gonna leave that alone. Didn't leave it alone. You gave the longest interview ever for anybody who's not gay about a gay player. 
Yo, I'm gonna slander the trash out of somebody. And be like, you know what? But I'm gonna leave that alone. That's my new oh, thing. No. After you go in on them for like five minutes. You go in on them, be like, you know what? But I'm gonna leave this alone. That's like B. Austin saying right now. You know, Donovan, I'm gonna just go ahead and leave that alone. Like, whoa, you've been killing me for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> like it's literally oh, been God. almost 20 years. <laughs> hey yo, hey yo, Phil Maddox, man. We we know you the chef, man. Good. What's on your menu for the day, good brother? Oh man, you got marriage all, all on his menu. Of, uh, all types of um, artery type poisons. I got uh, I got ham. I got uh, yes, sir. green beans, collard yeah, pigs greens, they cook it right. Potatoes. Um, <laughs> I got uh, I got uh, stuffing, or if you or depending on where you at, um, um, dressing. Dressing, like, like, yeah. Like, the uh, hell is Booger that? was on the uh, <laughs> on the Monday night. Um, you know, you know, my my sister, she um, she she made some pies um, using my grandma's recipe. Uh, so I we, say your we, sister, we might, her name popping, not yo. Patricia, is it? She's she making patty not. pies. <laughs> <laughs> no, my but no, my uh, my my sister gets busy uh, with the with the pastries, but. Yo, I, I had to call in because, man, uh, y'all know, y'all know I'm a football dude, and um, I, I, I hate to be the prisoner of the moment, boy, but and I know y'all probably talked about it already, but where do y'all rank Monday night's game? Oh, well, actually, um, we didn't. Wait, wait before oh. you do that, let let's 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 segue that by talking, you know, because our stat of the week is the fact that the Chiefs became the first team in NFL history, to drop a 50 spot and lose the game. So let's talk about it. Where do we rank that game? (laughs) Man, it's all about the excitement meter, though, because I've actually never been one. Like, I'm I'm a fan of defense, but since they've legislated it out of the game, I guess this is what we're left with. This is what defense is now. Yeah, like, Scoring more than the next team. That's how that's how you defend. Go back out there and get a touchdown. Um, Best defense is a good offense. I don't know because we thought we thought the the Saints Rams game was that work, and then the Rams get into another classic. I don't know. I mean, judging by today's standards, it has to be one of the best games people ever seen, right? (laughs) In the post defensive era, twice. I, You've already I watched it I twice. Was, no, I watched it twice that night. I watched it when it was when Yo. it was happening live. We forgot you got more hours in your day than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, you, Yo, how you watch a, a game twice baby. that went off like midnight? <laughs> yeah, game went off at like midnight. I figured it out, y'all. Phil is a vampire, yo. Y'all know how I get down, man. You know, I be on my twenty fifth hour sometimes, but um, thirty fifth hour watching it. There, there was, there was actually, there were. I mean, I don't need to go into all of them, but there were nine actual legit, good quality defensive plays that would have been good in any era. So this, right. this, this was, this game was insane because they, they both scored fifty points, and there was actual defense played, and that's ridiculous. When a statement, when See, but Phil, that's both that's kind 50. of the difference. Like these days, you have a bunch of offense and you have big defensive plays. You don't have yeah. like on a consistent basis teams that just shut you down and yeah, you know, you just can't score. Think about think that's about big, the Super Bowl. Think about the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Super well, you look at no the punt, score no of the Super Bowl and you think that there was zero defense play, but there was a defensive play that that, that won the game. 
So so today it's like it used to be back in the day like a lot of teams had these stout defenses, and the first team that could get a big offensive play on one of these defenses will win. Now it's the other way around. The first team that yeah, can make a defense, big play on defense. Defense going, <laughs> defense going forward, I think it's going to be about playmakers, like who who will be able to uh, right. to to you know strip um, sack or you know get a clutch int or you know something like that. Where whereas yeah. it, it was it's, it was about you know you know, how many yards per game you can hold them to and, you know, the points right. per game. No. I think all of that is the points per game no. with the bend, don't break. So a way to turn bend, don't break. It's going to be like break, but who could be the first to run to the to the medicine cabinet and get a Band-Aid real quick? Break and cover up, break and heal. Like, we got to find a new that. term that we can coin, that we can make some money off of. No more tackling in the game. So it's like I was watching. I've been watching NFL games intently, looking at tackling over the last five years. NFL players can no longer tackle. Like tackling is a skill where you might have one or two dudes on an entire roster that I could legitimately say are good tacklers. These guys can't tackle, so that's why also playmaking becomes a a a premium because it's not like we're going to make good tackles. I've seen so many plays where guys have been hit where there should have been a minimal gain or a loss. And because they don't wrap up, because everybody's looking for kill shots or they're scared of the flag being thrown, they don't tackle at all. I I know you have seen a bunch of those. You watch Eagles games. I agree with you 100% offense, but I think think tackling will, will be well, gradually we'll start to see it get better because we had a whole generation of kids who were doing exactly what you said, just kill shots and not mm-hmm. wrapping up. But everything is cyclical. Anyway. To, yeah, they're, they're starting to be. They're starting to get taught now, I, and because I see it with the young boys here, uh, a lot of a couple of my homies coach, and they they had to go back and like actually like reteach them how to tackle without using their head and not go for the kill shot. So I think, and, and we'll start to see the generation. Um, who actually can tackle? Even though I don't think it'll actually be really allowed <laughs> as the as the NFL starts to move forward. <laughs> yeah, by the time by the time that generation come, they're gonna be pulling flags or playing tags. Yeah, pretty so. well. Um, I I think that I'm more intrigued by the fact that Phil watched the game twice in the same night. I'm just trying to figure out how to. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, yo, how do you do yeah. that, man? Like, yeah, yeah. What, what, this, Phil, this, you this definitely. Is how it happens. You, I thought I might fall asleep, so I recorded it just in case because I, I had a feeling it was going to be what it was. And so when I when I did watch it, I was like, yo, I, I don't think I really just realized what I just saw because I was going back and forth between other stuff. And, you know, so I went back and I watched it, and I just skipped to all, like, the, you know, the plays. I, you know, like the So you NFL red-zoned team. it, basically. The filmatic oh, yeah. red zone channel. Yeah, I skipped out all the commercials, all the all the um, <laughs> watch it with, watch it as I listen to um, Styles P album, Don Bag. Shout out to that. Um, without, so I didn't have to hear uh, them commentate on it, and I just watched the plays. It is crazy. Is that the worst yeah, Monday Night Crew in history? Can we agree um, on that? It, and it's been uh, some bad. Dennis Leary, Dennis Leary. But as far as as far as you watching the game twice in one night, Phil. No wow. human being can do that. <laughs> Yo, hey, Phil, man. Phil, you, you are definitely Team Edward because you're a vampire. And for those who don't get the Team Edward reference, that's <laughs> Twilight. Oh, you know what I mean? I'm Team man. Edward and Team Jacob. 
I think I'm Team Jacob. But anyway, um, you are <laughs> something, something wrong with you, beloved. So you watch the next game multiple times, but also you hey, man. TV is fire with the recording, though, ain't it? Oh, it, oh, it definitely is, man. Shout out to you, man, for uh, I finally joined Mr. Burton, and uh, I I no longer uh have uh courts in the house of courts. You know I mean, you already know. Yo, YouTube TV gives you unlimited DVR. That's drawn. You start, you start to yeah, man. Stuff I, just because. I tried to record one show and it gave me the previous five. I was like, yo, this is this is the best. I, I'm not trying to get them no pub because they're not paying y'all. But yo, that that joint is uh is yeah, kind of dope. It's but noodles, yo. It's but noodles. Cut but anyway, check. man. Yeah, cut that check, yo. Google in general, cut us a check. We we people of color. Anyway, um. <laughs> Yo, so so, but yes. I do gotta I do gotta uh, call you as a carpet man for your for your hoop slander because that was kind of unnecessary, man. You was like, yo, hoops ain't as good as uh, what you just watched. and I understand you was going through your emotions, man. But you ain't have to slander hoops though. Hoops ain't got nothing to do with that. I didn't I didn't slander hoops at all. I said I basketball is I said at its height when football is at its best for for my money it's it's the best sport out when it's at its best. Honestly, I mean, what I'm rare, gonna say is, it's, it's, it's rarely, it's rarely at its best. But, but no, but here's my point though: at its absolute best, I think baseball might got all of them beat. Dog, when a baseball mm. game is heated, every pitch, yo, you, your nerves get like you're afraid, and every every pitch, your nerves are afraid, dog. Like, no, to no, me, I kind of agree with you. The peak, only thing with baseball, the teams. I think the teams have to matter to you. Like with, with football and basketball, I don't think the teams necessarily have to matter. You don't have to have a rooting interest to, to have that kind of feeling. But in baseball, I think you got to have a rooting interest. Uh, I don't know uh, about that, dog. Because there's some baseball yeah, games I, in a playoff. Maybe it's just me because I, I can't. care what happens. I don't care what happens, but, yo, it's so nerve-wracking that I'm like, yo, like I can't even – I damn near want to cut it off because every pitch we have to be like <laughs> – yeah, I mean, Kikiing in my feelings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's some there's some there's some validity to that. Uh, baseball, baseball, when 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 the stakes are um when the stakes are high, it is definitely is definitely uh worth watching. But it's just so hard to get there, man. Like, I I I I can't even tell you. I I maybe watched like like two total innings of this past World Series, and that's the least I've ever watched. You know, in my lifetime. No, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I was just talking about that that whole feeling of when you're watching a great game. And Phil was probably the only one up for one of them games that went like 90 innings. <laughs> <laughs> and he still ain't watched. I, I was just making the analogy in terms of when the game is at its ultimate peak and, like, yo, you just can't, like, take it. Your nerves are bad. Like, basketball is tough, too, though. If you're in a game seven, like, because you know how, yeah, that, like. Cav, that Cavs-Warriors final. That would that that was uh that was pretty up there in terms of especially you in twenty eighteen where every shot and every play and every game like it determines your entire career. It's like yo <laughs> when you in the game seven, you know that everybody's about to be judged for the rest of their life. Me. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I'm I'm chilling. I'm I'm in the chat room because Phil had he had gave us his menu. Neil in the chat room gave us her menu, and I was over here drooling. <laughs> it was similar. She, ham, chicken, mac and cheese, cabbage, kale, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, stuffing, gravy, biscuits, pound cake, and pie. And then she said, listen to us as a behind on the cooking. 
Man. What's the address, beloved? <laughs> <laughs> a nice size plate, Keisha. <laughs> Yo, let me ask y'all a question. Mr. Y'all y'all a question. On, on Thanksgiving, do y'all do y'all bust a breakfast grub or do y'all just chill for the whole day and then like, what's the move on that? I you do. know, my I smell bacon grub. right now. <laughs> I, some uh, occasionally I do, but usually I'm because I'm because I'm the one cooking. I'm eating some of the food that I'm yeah. uh, preparing. But I found I, Jimmy I, that 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 didn't used to work for me. I used to starve myself and then th- you know think I was gonna go ham and then I have one big plate and I was done. No, I, so I was like, yeah. let me just go normal because I'm a I'm a merc something later anyway. So no, yeah, man, I, that I'll that didn't like, work I'll for have me. I have like like five small plates throughout <laughs> <laughs> the day. Yo, <laughs> yo oh, people oh, rocking with us this got, early. Got, we got another I call got, on the line. We gotta get to. I got a deep fried turkey too. Oh snap. Yo, did y'all see, like, people buying, they had Cajun turkeys that they sell at Popeye's. Yeah, I saw that. It says says fully cooked, but I guess, you you know, you got to throw it in the oven or something to heat it all through. Yeah, you got to heat it up. Yeah, anybody ever ever taste that? I was going to check one out for research purposes because it's a Popeye's near the house, but I got a, I got a, uh, my man got a got a uh, turkey air fryer, so we had to we had to test that out and see what that's going for. So, ain't it a Popeye out near the cabin, Jim? <laughs> Yo, one one of these one of these days one of these days we gonna have to like really address the fact that turkey overall is overrated though. Like it is no, in the no, grand no, it, is. it is, but that's but but, but fryer, think about it. A, that's the reason why people are doing so many new things with it, like a Cajun turkey. Like you got my eyebrows up because. Regular turkey got old a long time ago, but a Cajun but, like, turkey, you know, a fry, an air fried turkey, like, like, like if, hmm. if, if if someone makes, <laughs> if someone's the greatest maker of turkey, right? There's only so much flavor you are gonna get out of that bird. Like, you know, tur- turkey is like the chessmen to the five heartbeats. I mean, it's it, it, they, <laughs> it, it's you know, it's real super, you know, generic. Yo, you trying to say like turkey is like uh like chic loot, right? So it's like. It's, it's, oh, it's cool, but it's better. It's better with the other. Two. Don't do that. Like, Dude, don't, don't 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 do that. Uh, don't, don't do no, that's only not good with everything else. It's not slander though. What I'm saying is like, but when it has all the stuff around it, like it's just it's just you know what I'm saying. Anyway, Donnie um, G B on BT more than Leprechaun Three. <laughs> hey, yo, but we got we got to address that though. Phil, get get back to your meal because I'm sitting here looking. The switchboard is lighting up. I can't believe everybody up this early. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got no rat to you. And remember, y'all your boy is in the I'll area, go. so you know if you got a plate for a knuckle, <laughs> oh, that's right. Just yeah. let me know. Yeah. <laughs> of course, and I'll be by to get already, it. Already, <laughs> we'll 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 wrap about that after the show. But y'all y'all be safe. Uh, y'all on the road, and um, I'll chop it up with y'all in in the pit. All right, you already Ooh, know. All right, peace, King. <laughs> peace. Yo, people are rocking with us. We got another call from out on the the west coast, the left coast. In the morning, we got the homie Rob calling in from out in the west coast. Rob, what's going on, good brother? Happy Turkey Day. Good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing, man? We good. Top of the morning. How are you? It's like it's like six o'clock over there, ain't it? Early bird gets the wine, man. Already, and, yeah. 
you know. And by the way, I, you know, when you get by the way, all cats, man, if you get it in this early, you make it. You'll make it in time for work the next morning. But anyways, man, how y'all doing? Man, we good, good, man. How are you? You know what I'm saying? We middle-aged black men. What's up? Great, what you want to talk about? We, we, you <laughs> know, we always press for minutes here. Oh, all right, man. First of all, I got to say, one thing about the Eagles, I'm going to say, Eagle fans, relax. Let's not act like we haven't had a bad season before. And the thing that this bad season has taught me was to cherish every cherish moment while it lasts. That's why B. Austin kept telling me the offseason. He kept saying, Rob, we want a Super Bowl. Relax, <laughs> relax. You know because yeah, you know you, you like, never you know. Sound, you sound like somebody. You sound like somebody who just lost a loved one, man. That's the kind of stuff people say. Lose a loved one, man. You gotta cherish every minute. <laughs> I just, just, no, just it, I'm sorry, to you, man. You're right though, right? There's a lot of people out there that's really up in arms. I see people like, man, I'm done with the Eagles. I'm like, yo, we were just at a parade though, that you've never seen before. Like, calm down, like. <laughs> I, I was waiting all my life for that moment. All the, the the slander, all the McNabb, all the. I, I got. But you know what though? You know what though? That's how fans I, are. I, like, I I um I, I, I was I was in the room um with a bunch of cats from Boston like a week ago, and they were like going off about the Patriots, and I'm sitting there laughing like, really? Right. Like, come on, like, yeah. Like, oh really, my god! They were really, they were really, they were really pissed. Like they were really pissed. Um, I was at this training with a bunch of cats from Boston. It was like bunch, it was a bunch of us from Philly and Boston in the room, and they were like complaining about the Patriots. And I'm like, they were Tennessee about smashed them. Brady. Yeah, they were talking about whether Brady was done. Like, is it time to start over? I'm like, yo, that was one game, and y'all win all the time. What is wrong with you? But uh, the they play in every Super Bowl. <laughs> y'all play in every Super Bowl. <laughs> Yo, that's what that's what fans do, man. But the thing about it is that 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 fanatic spirit is what builds these big stadiums because you know cats love the uh, the emotional roller coaster of being a fan. I know, I know, just like that parody of an Eagles fan, EDP four four five. But anyways, man, I want to talk about basketball real quick. Chris Gears, fire Luke Walton, fire Luke, get him out of here, bro. Like, yeah, yo. And then he goes back and. <laughs> Does it all? He like I'm gonna just do it on the Lakers. <laughs> Fire all of them. Fire. Yo, Rob, I mean, yo, no. you're funny, Rob. You, yo, you you always call for somebody's job, man. Like, yo, man. I don't, no. I don't know what you do for a living, man. But imagine somebody coming to your gig all the time. Yo, fire Rob. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, dude. It's like th- there was time. I don't know what. I, I don't know what he was trying to do, but the thing is, is that there were there were times where they were running pick and roll. Where I'm like, yo, just take the shot and I go for layups. Like, like, like if you want to help develop these dudes, you need to shoot. Like, did he learn nothing from coaching from Kobe? Like, yo, shoot, shoot, shoot. Like, Kyle Kuzma, let him shoot. Brandon Ingram uses lengthy dinosaur uh, rap philosopher rap himself to shoot. Like, come on, shoot. It's not letting LeBron carry the load. LeBron is – he's a good player, but he's not hes not that uh, prolific scorer so he can carry the load. Like, come on now. Like, why ain't he? Why? He did, how, why? Because that's just who he is. That's just who he is. I can name – I can name, of all time, I can name, like, five shooters 
I mean, scorers who are better than him. Yeah, the, the four in front of him on the all-time list. That he's about to pass. <laughs> like, like what are we talking about? Like, that's such a, that's another cliche about LeBron. LeBron is passed first. LeBron, one of the greatest scorers in the league history. Wait, 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 wait. So you would you pick him scoring over Iverson? Come on now. I want yeah. me also to speak too. Probably. Yeah, I would. I'd he's bigger. Would. He can score easier. And, no, and, and, and he's more efficient. He's more efficient. Yeah, so, on, 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 and I, you know, I hate LeBron. Yo, LeBron is a better scorer than Allen Iverson. He's six nine and two hundred and eighty pounds, Rob. Yo, but hold up though, Rob. He's more efficient for one and for two. The reason people don't look at him as a scorer is because he does so many other things. I think that that speaks actually to his greatness is the fact that Cass is like he ain't no scorer. He's passed first. Well. There's only four dudes in the history of the game. <laughs> like, what are we? And he's going to pass all of them. Like he's going to retire as the league leading, all-time leading scorer. Like, at some point after 16 years, at some point it's time for us to get off of this. LeBron James is not a scorer thing. Like that doesn't even make sense. He's second in the league in scoring right now. And the only reason he's second is because Kemba has 60 and 43 back to back. Yo, a good point. LeBron does so many other things that we pay attention to. If LeBron stopped rebounding, stopped assisting the ball, and we just went with scoring, he's still a Hall of Fame player. Like, his scoring yeah, alone. LeBron scores 20 points, and that's an off night. Yo, this cat's in a Hall of Fame who scored 20 points and got in a Hall of Fame. Like, 20 points for LeBron is like an off night. If his jump shot is falling, it's, it's curtains. That's when it's 40-50 range. It's like he does so many things on the court well. Like I, I was just talking about that before you came on, Rob. Earlier, I was like, "Yo, LeBron scored fifty, and nobody even said anything. Like it wasn't even a big deal." I did. You know, LeBron did. averages like, twenty-seven oh. points for his career, and we're calling him. We're saying he's not a scorer. <laughs> he averages twenty-seven I, I, points I, I, per game. I'll, I'll say he's prolific. So he can get his. He can get his, but. There's still dudes above him I would pick, you know what I'm saying, or even below him I would pick, you know, over him. But I feel you, I mean, because there's people that has have reputations for being scores. That might not be his reputation, but I mean the the, the numbers are right there. He scores, and that's what I'm saying. Like Mike, Mike averaged what thirty points a game for his career. Thirty points even. Yo. Brian averages less than three points behind Brian Mike. And yep. he's a few. Yep. He's only like a thousand points behind Mike on all-time leading scoring list, and he's taking like three hundred less shots than Mike, or something crazy like that. Because I mean, he's, he's I mean, more efficient. I, uh, I would say that because remember, one season Mike averaged like what thirty-seven. Again, no, uh, listen, listen. But I'm so we're talking about averages of a career. Yes, Mike averaged thirty-seven one season. Brian, Brian, yeah, we're, we're not, we're not, Brian we're not saying he averaged thirty-one when that was his high. We're, we're not saying that Brian is better than Michael Jordan, but we yeah, are not, saying that. Definitely not saying that. No, 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 what I'm saying is, if Mike, if Mike is considered a great scorer at thirty, and this dude is putting up twenty-seven more efficiently, how can we not consider him a great scorer? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, I, the greatest, I agree. The greatest scorer of all time is George Marcus, and 
that's just without a doubt, without question <laughs> what it up. is. And that's a double entendre for those who didn't catch that. So anyway, but anyway, Rob. Oh, oh, I got, I got, I got a. Uh... Dane, what I want to ask y'all too. What I want to ask y'all too. Well, well, I want to ask Jimmy real quick. Jimmy, well, 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 well two Yo. things. I want to ask Jimmy one thing. Um, when who would you like to see the Lakers trade to get to get <laughs> that will elevate the team? Other than firing Luke Walton because he needs to go. His his he gotta get his behind the eye down. He gotta drop him. Yo, honestly, right now, I don't think there's anybody that I, do, I would like to see them trade for. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that, like, a lot of times we, we do too much um, in terms of just trading and making moves. Like, you got to let these young boys play and figure it out. Like, there's a lot of young talent on this team. Um, and to be honest with you, I think that we would have – perhaps I don't want to say that, like, not adding LeBron. You got to add the best player when he wants to come to your team. But – them young dudes, man, got to figure it out, especially if your boy is supposed to have as much potential as he uh, supposedly has. But outside of that, Kuzma, Ball, Hart, they got to figure out how to play. Like, we, we can't just – we got to trade for this and trade for that because the trades that I'm hearing, to me, doesn't sound like it's going to make us any better of a team. You need to make a move that's going to get you some shooters. Like, the whole idea of bringing in Kyle Corver, which I heard is a rumor, I think that's the move you need. Something like that, you need a shooter. You need to, like, you know, figure out a way to – uh, recruit Clay, get Clay on this. You need some shooters. That's what they need. That's all they need is shooters. What, what, what about Bradley Bill? Clay and LeBron would be a problem. What, 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 what about Bradley? What about Bradley? Yeah, well, we're Bradley just to get Bill. up to get Bradley Bill. Yeah, you have to. That's a good. That's a great point, Jimmy. You have to give up. Everybody already rumoring y'all to give up. <laughs> you got to give up more than Bradley Beal is worth. Bradley Beal is a nice little player, fringe all star, but in this day and age, he gets a max. So you got to give up more than he's worth. He's not worth. He's not worth. Yeah. So I mean, Rob, like we got to let these young boys figure it out. Like it's not like they just won like six out of the last seven games, and you come in here talking about firing people. <laughs> Yo, sports fans I mean, are I mean, crazy, I mean, man. Listen, sports fans listen, are the worst. Listen, 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 y'all gotta understand. During the, the when the Lakers is really on top, you gotta understand if P, if they hold teams under a hundred points in the Staples Center, everybody in the whole stadium gets free tacos. Free tacos, you know what I'm so saying? About tacos, right. man? Team scoring one forty these years. It's just like the NFL, dude. Ain't, ain't no defense. They want people to I score. Think, I think, I think, uh, they need a new promotion. Sixes, you miss two free Bob throws in the fourth quarter. Bob, Everybody get frosties. <laughs> so Bob pointed it out that yesterday the Bucks played a game and they gave up like 120 and still won by like 40. Like something stupid like that. They gave up like 110 yeah. points and they still won by like 40. Bob, Bob, he's on the line. So, Rob, we got to move on because we only got a few minutes left and we got another caller to get to, all right? All right, Happy Rob. Turkey Day, good brother. All right, all right, hey, happy hey, day. Hey. Gobble, gobble. All right. What do you say? Yo, that boy um, just said gobble, gobble, yo. Oh, uh, <laughs> I ain't nothing to say what he said. Oh. We gonna get Vibe on the line, also a tissue in the cape. <laughs> vibe, what's going on, man? Happy Turkey Day, brother. Hey, man, like 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 my man from the brother, the originator of the brotherhood said, man, Father U.T. King. Thanksgiving, man. That's what he said when they asked him about that last night. So, uh, happy Turkey Day to everybody, man. Happy Family Day, man. Uh, just uh, just wanted know. to call and, and talk a little bit of, uh, you know, just just talk a little bit, 
of uh, Chiefs real quick. You know, I heard my brother Phil on the line talking about, you know, it's one of the greatest games of all time. Um, definitely was, was, from the entertainment standpoint, definitely was a very entertaining game. Um, you know, same old Andy Reid. Andy Reid has a way of breaking NFL records in a way that nobody has ever done before. So, shout to him. Um, but uh, at, at its height, man, this game of ours, La Costa Nostra, uh, you know, is definitely uh, – you know, it, it it's definitely what it is. You know, we we know what it is when it when it's at its best. Um, yes, sir. You know, it, it's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing. Even nothing. college, for as bad as that game is, uh, a lot of times with the rules and the refs, even when it's at its height, it's still just nothing like that. That bad. March Madness. March Madness. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Uh, underdog playing somebody and it gets close to the end of the game. Like exactly. Crazy. This game, this thing of ours has allowed so many great players a platform, man. It gave Tim Duncan the opportunity to steal six years. (laughs) (laughs) You take a shot. (laughs) Shot fired. (laughs) No, No, but Jimmy, Jimmy, um, uh, you you said something about what Vi said about the Bucks game. Were were you talking about the one from last night where? Yeah, the Bucks, the Bucks yeah. Where Portland like scored a hundred points and still lost by forty three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. How you score a hundred and yeah. you lose by forty three? Yo, that's well, crazy. You know, one one of one of my theories is that the MVP race so in the Steph Curry era, uh, you know, it's over by Thanksgiving. So they they automatically they set up a queue. They put like three or four guys at the beginning of the season. They put them in a queue, and then whoever's having the best season by Thanksgiving is the MVP. And if you look at the past four, all MVP, they got to do is not five, miss really. a whole ton of games after Thanksgiving. That's it. That's you it. Got it. That's it. Like right, like right now, the top three pretty like MB should definitely be up there with, you know, Giannis and you know AD right now. But it's they, you know, they're they trying to get him out of there. Right, yeah, they're they not get him get out of there. So, um, but uh, I just wanted to just say right now, the Memphis Grizzlies are the uh, the the one seed in the Western Conference. Uh, Steve Curry just in, endured, endured his first four-game losing streak in his career. So that tells you how sweet he's had it, you know, just over the past, you know, four or five seasons. So this is his first time, you know, you know having like a, a bad streak of games. So. It's like, even though that's not going to last, it makes me feel better about us losing to the Grizzlies. <laughs> right, at least hey, now. Uh, right. Hey, uh, so when, they, when hey, they're five. terrible later in the season, I can be like, well, at least they, they were up top when we lost to them. Right. <laughs> hey Vi, I got a question for you, Vi. Um, yeah. How you how you think our how you think our Blue Devils are going to play uh, bounce back from that game yesterday? <laughs> hey, hey, listen, <laughs> listen, Jimmy. I I I like to walk you to the brotherhood. I saw it coming. I saw it evolving over the summer. Some of the things you were saying, and then now that you're fully you know fully indoctrinated, I appreciate listen, man, your membership, brother. I ain't brother. gonna front. Like I tell people all the time, like I really don't have a college team, but I just like watching them play. I just do because like yeah. Because the thing about sports is this, right? You like to see people do things that you know you can't do. And the way these young boys fly, right. like, it's just humanly impossible. So, I just enjoy oh, watching them play. And I like, the, I, like, I like to joke with you about, you know, but but anyway. I did right, think that being was, a fan. Even yesterday, in a, even yesterday being no, a loss, that was a good game to watch. Being a fan, because I mean, he's getting that yeah. title already. You think R.J. Barrett is a um, ball hog? Or you just think he's oh, a, sure. a hero ball dude? Now he's a, Nah, he's out for his, man. He he definitely is a little bit so of jealousy. Just, you can he, just see it. He, 
in the way he plays. Yeah, because Zion gets all um, the attention, but he's yeah. really supposed to be the best all-around player. Right. Yeah, dude yeah. getting no, all his attention. Yo, yeah, Zion, I mean, even with the last play pop. of the game. Yeah. I just I just want to uh, speak for the next thirty seconds incredulously of uh, of Zion. Yo. Oh no. Zion oh, no. got fat, yo. Yo, he's still a fat boy, yo. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. three hundred and ten pounds and got a forty-eight inch vertical. And I know yo, I be to be beyond be adding pounds and inches to everything. <laughs> I know, I know. Every time he talks about a bull, get a little bit heavier. But like LeBron already um, seven foot sixteen and four hundred and sixty no, pounds what's since he started. What's interesting about what you said, Vi, is that when you think about yeah. it, right? So one of the one of the uh things about these guys being like, you know, one, two and three is at some point they're yeah. competing with each other. Like can that could right. that be the thing that hurts them in throughout the season where it's like, you know, I I'm trying to prove yeah. I'm the number one player. This dude getting all the attention. Well you, and you can see that to me is the smooth. Cam isn't smooth as by far, but you could see he was pressing versus Auburn the other night, and that that really got mm-hmm. him into foul trouble. He just his head wasn't in the game just because he was just like, "Yo, I'm nice too, dog." Like, yo, like the crazy part you know, about yeah. it, is Zion is the one who I hadn't seen go down that rabbit hole yet. Probably because he the one getting all no. the damn props, but you know, yeah, after I, I think they they <laughs> look for him too, though. If you if you look at the other guys, like when they're on the floor, you kind of just you know just looking at it a little bit more. Closely, like they look for him on every possession, and like in any time that RJ doesn't have the ball, he's kind of just off to the side. That's why he be jacking like that. So, I mean, because you know with though? him, like you just throw the ball over the rim and he can go get it, or you give it yeah. to him and all he got to do is turn his shoulder and it's an easy layup. Like I'd be looking yeah. for him but too to if me, I was one of the other guys. <laughs> to me, what's most impressive to me about Zion is that he does everything within the flow of the game. I've seen a lot of like yeah. highly touted guys who like force it because they're highly talented. Like I have this reputation they're up to. RJ. He doesn't do that. And he doesn't yeah, pretty much. Like he doesn't care what it, to me it comes off like I don't know, that he doesn't care what his box score looks like. He just does things within the flow of the game. And to me that's kind yeah. of impressive. Yeah, yeah that actually go long stretches and yeah. games and don't even see dude shoot. And I'm like, yo, I tuned in to watch you yeah. shoot. <laughs> yeah, everything everything's within the flow of the game, and shout out to the he boy Trey Jones too, because like he he was one of the highest recruited dudes, and like he don't even get mentioned. <laughs> I know. Shout out to that to his miss dunk. <laughs> yeah, no, don't weird. they have uh, don't they have a white boy Matt McClung or whatever? No, that's Georgetown. 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 Oh, that's Georgetown. See how much I know about college ball. Yo, oh yeah, that's the boy. That was, that's the that's the boy that was dunking on everybody in high school. What is he doing? Yeah, he had like twelve the other night. He 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 ain't like he ain't killing it yeah, as far as the numbers. Bro. Nah, yeah, he's before <laughs> his time. He should have he should have been uh the uh the professor's assistant uh, and one or something like that. He's before his time. <laughs> the professor's the assistant. Igor. So survive, yeah, but, uh, so survive. He don't yeah. belong. He don't. He don't belong in the brotherhood anywhere near. Oh no, 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 no. He's a little, little too pale. This sounds funny, but you know his game's a little bit too pale for what we got going on right now in Durham. Man. You know, it's, it's different right <laughs> now, man. You know, if if I can get my Tobias on for a couple minutes, you know, he, you know, it's different down there in Durham right now, man. You know, it's, yo, you know, 
So, I yeah. just sit here and think about like, right? I, I, first of all, a couple things, right? Survive when you get a chance. Matter of fact, I'm gonna send you the link. Uh, your man Jason Shitlock was talking about how um, there's no way possible that Andy <laughs> Reid isn't, isn't going to ruin the Chiefs' season in the playoffs. And I know you may agree with that. Yeah. But um, I, I do. Was watching, I just yeah, hate I to agree with thing. with Shitlock. Like, I hate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, like, I've been hating dude for over 25 years, definitely. But he, he's right on this one, man. This this season has uh, heartbreak written all over it. You like, know, yeah, anytime, you something that uh, has nothing to do with race relations and sports, but you still yeah. feel like a coon if you agree with anything he say. Like, damn, yeah, I disagree with him. Bad, but, he, but if it's one thing he knows, it's definitely cheap. And, um, you know, Andy Reid has shown. Yeah. That was it. Average so, of, you know, you know, we scored forty, scored forty and lost, and then scored fifty-one and lost. Come on, man! Like, see, I just setting lost records. Kinda, you know, when the chips are on the table. <laughs> Big shit. All right, man. We about so, to get out of here, bye. So, yes, appreciate sir. the call, hey, everybody. Make appreciate sure you check out too. Tissue and the Tape. Um, yes, sir. If you're a hip hop head, there's nothing else for you to check out. But a happy Turkey Day to you and yours, good brother. Man, right, these brother. good brothers, man. All right. All right. All right, man. Peace, All right, and we're about to get up out of here. Before we do, just want to give a quick shout-out. Shout-out to Alshon Jeffrey, who was getting his Nino on in the community, handed out over 400 turkeys for the holiday. Um, birthday shout-outs to Boris Becker, Eric Allen, Benoit Benjamin, or did he pronounce his name, Benoit, um, James Edwards, and Billie Jean King, uh, happy birthday. Shout-outs to those good people on this turkey day. But we are about to get up out of chair. And as we always let you guys know at this time, we thank you. We appreciate you. Um, thanks for for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout-out to everybody who got up early with us in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, the War Room Sports Game Time group. Uh, on the Group Me app, and all the callers who even, you know, woke up, called in to holler at us. Special thanks to Gus Griffin for sending in his picks, even though he didn't get up with us. Uh, but everybody tune in next week, live right here on demand. We're going to recap NFL Week 12, preview Week 13, and catch you up on everything else happening in sports. So until then, enjoy your turkey day, enjoy your weekend, the start of next week, and we'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on warroomsports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a, a copy of Jimmy's book. We ain't forget about that. Sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. Don't kill yourself from food poisoning today. And we'll see you chumps on top. Team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip hop dollars, pit stop knowledge.
cats, you better name us. What real sports? www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.